Do you have a great idea for a podcast? Or maybe you already have a podcast, but you're getting overwhelmed with editing or production. Head over to EndeavorPodcastSolutions.com. They have everything you need from intros and outros to editing work, voiceover, you name it. That's EndeavorPodcastSolutions.com. Podcasting simplified. Happy birthday! Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa don't do grab ass, cowboy. Merry Christmas, Willie. Off your ass. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Well, sir, someday I'd like to be a, a dentist. Damn it, are you fucking with me? Welcome back to Needless to Say. I am sorry to report uh, that the dancer and vixen we hired for tonight are not going to make it, but instead we've got Cumpit and Blitzed. <laughs> <laughs> Dibs on Blitzed. <laughs> there was no doubt. Everybody who knows this show is like, cracks the Cumpit. <laughs> Great. Yeah. You are like the public urinal yeah. of this show. <laughs> the one that's dirty. The, on the floor right underneath. <laughs> you're, you're a wonderful pastiche of pubic hair and regret. The floor that's underneath it. <laughs> that's right. I did say pastiche. Yeah. It's a big vocabulary day here it in was. Bradville. It was. You know it's bad when a public toilet looks down and goes, that's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> That's just gross down there. Yuck. That's why all the other urinals seem higher, because yeah. they're moving away from it. Everybody <laughs> thinks that's a handicap thing. That's just Craig's. It's mishmash of dirty, mixed sneaker prints. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Does anything smell worse than like a beach restroom? Oh, like it's been August. baking in the sun. Oh, and everybody that goes in there is covered in sand and lotion <laughs> and shitting. Yeah. Oh, it's... <laughs> Yet they film so many porns in these environments. I'm like, I have never had a softer dick than I would in a beach restroom in August. <laughs> beach restroom is basically the end, the last few days of syphilis before you die. <laughs> I uh, I swear to God, uh, what a way to lead off our Christmas episode. Right? Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a late jump tonight because Craig told us to be here three hours ago. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Craig thought we were going to forget about this, but oh no, we did not. No, I was hoping. I didn't even. I kind of put it in there. <laughs> Last week for Craig's birthday, all of us and a whole bunch of other people, including Mike, who by the way quit the show. I don't yep. know if you knew that. Yeah. Mike quit the show. Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, it was shit. You really should start listening. I should start listening. <laughs> Share it with your friends. Um, yeah, we had a great time. And uh, a lot of it was accidental because I had to be the bearer of bad news. Yes, you did. <laughs> we were the last ones to get up into East Providence for the party. And so we said, ah, screw it. We'll just go meet them at the comedy club. We were going to see Rich Voss, the comedian. 
Yeah. And if you follow us on social, you know it was a successful evening. But that aside, we get to the club. My wife and I go up there and we said, yes, we're with Craig's uh, party of 10. And he goes, oh, yeah, uh, that was last night. <laughs> 23 hours late. Yeah. The guy's like, as soon as I said Craig's last name, he's like, I know you guys. Some guy came out of the wings, like like a curtain <laughs> open, and he just said, you've arrived. And uh, the, the, like they were waiting to just break our spirit. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, the room was packed. At yeah. 7, 7.30 show was packed. So we, we finally get in there, and they said, nope, you can't come in. So Craig and everybody was at that redneck bar we always like to go to after at yeah. next door. And Melissa goes, do you want to tell them? And I'm like, like you're going to do it. <laughs> I know. Deep down inside, Brad was like, more than anything in the world. It's like, I'm so mad I'm not going to the show, but I'm just as happy I get to ruin Craig's birthday. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I love when bad things happen to other people and I have no involvement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you didn't contribute to the bad news. That's it. Yeah. I am literally just the messenger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Dave... Didn't believe me because we do nothing but break each other's balls yeah. and spirit in here. And it was it was weird. Ray and I were walking out of the, the restaurant in between the comedy club and the bar you guys were at. As we walked out the front door, Brad and Melissa happened to just be walking down the sidewalk. He's like, hey, bad news. And he tells me, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like then fuck off. He, and Brad's serious. He's like, no, really. I'm like, stop it. Uh, for the for the fifty six foot walk between that door and the bar, I didn't. Yep. I questioned him all the way to the way we got to the table to see. Him. I'm like, are you are you fucking? He with literally him? kept walking like almost like a tour guide backwards. He's like, seriously, is this for real? I, was like, I need to know if I should play along or not. Do you, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> I'm like, it's nope. fucking real, dude. And so we finally got in there, and then Fran had the calmest reaction I expected by screaming above the music. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there could have been 10 bands playing in there. <laughs> I was fucking shocked because when I booked the ticket, like, it was, you have to go to a separate, it's a whole separate thing to get to the Saturday show. Right. You know what I mean? And I went Saturday, 7.30. Well, and like you and said, every Friday night, we do this. Yeah. We do this. We There's wouldn't make no plans for Friday night. no way I would book it on the Friday. And it doesn't just say the date. It says Friday, December, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, I was all shocked. So I walked over there, and the guy's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, not so good. I'm probably going to fucking throw up right now, I said. <laughs> and he's like. Which what? made him want you in there more. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what? And I said, listen, I bought 10 tickets to this show, and for some reason, you had it booked for last night. And he's like, oh, he's like, all right, you're Craig, okay. He's like, come over. And I'm like, what the fuck? There's a big poster on the wall. You, you can almost picture like the bartenders and, and wait staff kind of peek around a bunch of tables to see him but in the foyer. He's in the building. The funny thing is. is how when he said to me, yes, the, it happens sometimes, and how quick he was like without a second thought said, you got tickets for the next, for the 1030 show, you're all set. Like. This has happened well, before. Well, I explained yeah. to him. Let me, let, let's preface this a little bit. I explained to him I'm about to go break my best friend's heart on his birthday. He, he, he. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. But, Craig, to be fair, check your fucking email. No, and I did. Yeah. All right. Because when because we got when, into when the. we did, and I checked it, and I and, didn't and deny it. Your face was. <gasps> I was like, holy shit, it does say the sixth. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucked up. But I knew I didn't pick the six. I but, knew I... But your but, point was there was an issue with their ticketing system. 
that they Where know they, about. They, yeah. They know there's a glitch. Yeah, yeah, he was a little too nonchalant about that's that. The, really that's the issue. And and without even let me see what I can do or any he's like, You're all set. You like you come back come for back the at ten, three hours. Come back for the ten o'clock show. Yeah. Which, oh, but that was a mistake. Yes. Because <laughs> that left us at a bar for hours. For two and a half hours. So I had of, to leave as as you guys went into the show. Yeah. I so, wasn't able to stay. No, the plan worked perfectly. <laughs> he wasn't no. able to stay. Was, we weren't able to stay. Was, was, was part of the plan Brad dancing to Backstreet Boys and a dive bar. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> and you know what though? Singing. That, Singing. That still it still I was still upset after sure. because I kind of screwed everybody else's night up, you know what I mean? And I was like I was fucking pissed. And um the Hey, Mookie. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas, buddy. Um, when everybody agreed that they would still go to the 10 o'clock show, yeah. I was like, that's awesome. You know, I appreciate But you couldn't. I was the only one, I think, that couldn't go. And right? I felt awful about it's, it. It happens. Like, I was, my parents were watching the two year old, and yeah. <laughs> they're, they're 70. Yeah. No, it makes you I, feel better. Mentally, I was not there either. I remember nothing other no. than him not being that funny. Other, <laughs> now, I don't remember anything. I actually texted Bo- Brad and said, "So, how was Voss?" <laughs> because I was fucking hammered. That probably helped. Who? I was wrecked. <laughs> there was loud people talking at our table. There was an argument at our table. None of us remembered anything, and thank God for your wife cuz she provided the only evidence that we were even there. <laughs> she, yeah. From what I saw, she saved the night. She yeah. did. Well, no, no, I don't want to say saved. No. She capped it off yeah, well. Yeah, she capped it off well. She did because, honestly, I don't remember it being that great. I mean, it wasn't his greatest no. set. I can tell you that. He was trying yeah. out new stuff. It was it was a fine time. I had sure. a great time. I, uh, 7.30 would have been way better. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. were having so much fun at this bar, kind of didn't want to leave. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. No, I, I, and I, Backstreet Boys aside... Yeah, <laughs> I actually really did have fun there, and I don't think I would have. The last three beers of my night were the ones I had at the club. Yep, and that's when I went over the edge. Yeah, and you know, then Melissa, I say, hey, you got the wheel, and that was a mistake. Yeah, because <laughs> she was also at her precipice. Yeah, <laughs> well, it didn't help that Mike bought two rounds of tequila shots <sighs> for the entire table, and that so that just capped off a. Shitlord of beers, not yeah. Drinking good beer wasn't like it was sitting there drinking. Well, a Bud there's a Light. dollar difference. You want a pint of Bud Light, it's four bucks, and if you want a pint of Captain's Daughter, it's five. which is eight percent alcohol. And, well, and that aside, <laughs> they're heavy, man. It's not just the booze; it's the hops. Yep. It's everything it goes right to your head. And uh, you just listen to the end of every episode for the last eight, ten weeks. Craig's been drinking better beer, and you know what happens to him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a disastrous <laughs> night. But I got to ask, did you have a good birthday? I had a fantastic time because, the, like I said, hanging out at the bar with these guys, it was just fun. Then I know we went to the show. Yeah. I, d- I remember blips and, cl- you <laughs> know. proof. Well, do you have a ticket then, stuff? Never yeah. mind. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that, but that was it. And I did. And I had a blast. And it was it, it made for a good. When I woke up in the morning, the first thought, I was I can't believe I fucked that up. And then I was like, you know what? But it kind of. It kind of worked out. It didn't out end up being that fucked up in the end. At the same time, I would have, I much would have rather had Dave go and be at the show. Well, there's you plenty know? of other opportunities. It's not a big deal. I love and it when Dave goes. You, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get to see our friend EJ. 
EJ yep. opened up EJ for Voss. Yeah, I remember talking to EJ, and he must have been like, "Wow, this kid's fucked up." Yeah, I'm sure he was. <laughs> I believe that was his quote. Yeah. <laughs> there was He's another word with an N. What was it? Yeah. <laughs> Some six foot two black dude's never been happier to move to West Virginia after hanging yeah. out with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's on. He's on a mission to find the the craziest white people, and he he drained Rhode Island. That's it. He tapped, yeah. he's yeah. tapping yeah. out. We're yep. done. We're done. <laughs> Dave, how was your week, sir? My week was fine, man. I uh, uh, after after that, I got a good night's sleep on on the night you guys went to the show. So I was good. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I was well rested all weekend. <laughs> and you remember the evening? I, oh yeah. yeah, the whole evening. Yeah, Ooh, plus There's, one for Dave. Yeah. Dave's wife still stayed. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dave's oh, wife yeah. stayed at the show with us. Yeah, <laughs> and I heard she flipped her shoe off of her foot in the parking lot on her yes. way out. Yeah. Yes, yep, I uh, remember that. Yeah. yeah, she told me that, and I said, "What happened?" And she said, "Couldn't tell you." Couldn't tell you. Yeah, <laughs> yep. but but my week's been fine. I um, I got my first Christmas card of the season this week. Nice. I was excited. I opened it up. <laughs> it was, it was a card from my divorce lawyer. <laughs> was it? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow. Nothing says Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays like, hey, thanks for paying me to break up your family. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> I think the card was intended for Rianne. No. <laughs> hey, Dave, do you want to see if Dave can go two for two? <laughs> just, just a friendly reminder. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Always at your service. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was just funny. It made me laugh. I was like, oh, all right. That's he sent, he sends me one every year. His, yep. his, uh, his brother... And my dad were cops together for years, so like I think that's probably part of it. He's known my family for a yeah. long time, but and you just, were a client, and they just I, I was. It was just fu- it yeah. was just funny. I just got a laugh. I'm like, oh, the first one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what a career path. Like, what was being a cop in a relatively big town not sad enough? So he decided. No, oh his no, brother. it was his brother. His brother. Oh, all right, he's all the right. lawyer. His brother was the cop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that shit all over that joke. <laughs> right. <All right. laughs> but that's how my week started, and then I've been noticing weird. Body things lately, not uh, Brad's. I wish you guys could see Brad's face, but not that weird. It's just like stuff that hasn't happened before. All right, I'll give you a good example. It's not that gross. I noticed this weird little pimple on my forearm today. You had a pimple on your forearm. Who gets a pimple on their forearm? Gross got, old dudes. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like that's my. Point. <laughs> I looked at. It, I was like, "What the fuck are you doing there?" And why? Like an yeah. ingrown hair? No. Nope. So no, you're just having like a straight like I was 13 year old boy like just ate pizza last night pimple on my cheek type pimple. <laughs> you're having arm puberty. What right. Is this? <laughs> it was now, just this. Now straight... it's legal to fuck it. <laughs> Where? <laughs> what third world nation? Puberty is that's it. Hey Dave, let me look at your wrist. If there's grass on the field, play ball. <laughs> I think that answers why we're getting downloaded in Iraq and Iran. Yeah. <laughs> that did happen, by the way. Yeah. But just strange, like, just little things like that. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what's happening? Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, it gets worse. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, I know I have, like, white hairs in my beard and stuff. I found an orange one. <laughs> orange. Like, it looked like, a, like, like you could conduct electricity through, like, copper-colored <laughs> hair in my beard. Yeah, see, you're fucking going red. 
I, I'm got, yeah, I swear your to God, soul I, is slowly slipping away. Yeah. <laughs> also, I bet it tastes like cheddar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just covered in Cheeto. Yeah, that's all that was. That's all that was. Yeah, it's a stray Cheeto from lunch. <laughs> Dave probably splits the bag in half and then goes down on it like it's his fucking like job. It hangs it on his face like a feed bag. How <laughs> <laughs> well, else am I supposed to type and have lunch? <laughs> Why are there two holes cut in the in the bag? So I can hang it on my ears. <laughs> That's why there's so much air in those chip bags. Yeah. It's face room. Yeah. Dave looks like a white trash Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Cheetos, get over here. Get over here. <laughs> oh shit. Yes. I mean that's pretty much been my week, man. It just getting ready for Christmas. We uh yep. We went down. We've done, I'd say, 95% of our shopping. We just nice. got a few little things here and there, like little stuff. Last night, Rand's like, all right, let's go down to the garage and organize it all so we know who gets what. And we start setting up piles in the garage. And I'm looking at all the shit like, oh, my God. I don't like how these piles are getting stacked up. Oh, Jesus. I it was getting all disorganized, and I was like, my anxiety's going up. I'm like, I can't. I gotta. She's like, all right, let, we're good. We'll start wrapping this later this week. I said, nope. Nope, I got I got to put these back in boxes. I can't. You yeah. She's like, well, how are we gonna keep it separate? I'm like, I've seen it. We're good. It's all I have like memory. I can't leave it out. Just random piles. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's so I funny. Can't. So many people came up to us at Comic Con that knew us from last year and said, "What is it about Dave that makes this show work?" And nobody had an answer. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just no. What's funny is I have like my computer room. When I buy gifts, I just open the door and throw the bag like oh in God. the into the room oh, and I don't shut do the that. door. All mine are in there. Yeah, and they're stacked neatly. And by by child. Well, yeah, you yeah. got see that, my gifts. Are but organized. one might be leaning a certain way, Dave. That's fine. I that, don't believe that's you. fine. No, I. Here's the thing. So my garage, like any room in a house, is a rectangle. I can't have stacks just like. Offset all over the place in the room. It needs to be. There has to be some semblance of organization to it. He's out of his fucking mind. Yeah, I'm yeah. not out yeah. of my, a little bit. It's the it's the orange hair. It's it, yeah. It, <laughs> I tell you, when I saw his extension cords were all fucking. <laughs> I would go in his garage and his extension cords were like lined up perfectly and hanging on the wall, and I'm like, what the fuck? Because they were like, like set by size, like yeah. size and everything. Uh -huh. And so I was like. I went to my house and I opened my shed and I'm just like, all right, there's my extension cords. There's like four of them, all in a ball. Yeah, one it looks ball. Like a, it looks like a like, bowl of yeah, pasta. Yeah. So, I so I felt like I needed to do something about it. So I organized <laughs> my shed and I hung them and I like took a picture of it and sent it to Dave. I didn't pitch, take a picture of the floor. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> he would have just he would have had a fucking heart attack. <laughs> I was like, look, I'm t I'm taking you fucking. Cues. I'm somewhere in between the two of you. I love when I can clean that garage and organize it. Yes. yes. I love that feeling and I love when things are where they belong and labeled. I do. I, too. I, I dig that but i also realize it's a fucking garage and so somewhere in between the you know the madness that is craig and mm -hmm. the real madness that is dave <laughs> uh, like like the i will stalk you and stab you madness that dave brings to the table you uh, can't stab people it's too see, much evidence i, I get <laughs> mess i'm the same i like i like like I'll, I'll clean my shit out and or something like that and i'll clean i'll go ape shit yeah and make it perfect and i'm like wow and one week, 
It fucking Back doesn't look like that. <laughs> because I get the, then I'm like, I'm done cutting the grass. I'm like, ah, fuck it, just whip the extension cord in there. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll roll it up and hang it on the wall tomorrow. <laughs> Wrong. Not happening. Not happening. No. And when I open the door, and I'm like, oh, the extension cord's over there all tangled up. I'll just grab this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> I can't wait for the OCD episode. I think we we should have a, a psychiatrist come down and analyze you on the air. Let's do it. I have. I think that'd be fun. I have it for certain things, though. There's certain things that will drive me. Brad will tell you there's certain things. Like, you've seen me do silly shit, like turn certain things because they're not facing right. I have I'll never seen too. you do anything that promotes neatness. <laughs> well, no, no. Ever. But like, it yeah. doesn't have to be neat, per se. That it has pi- to be some way that that picture's that driving picture's me crazy. That picture's driving me fucking nuts. I'm about to come across no, Brad's d- desk. That picture is driving me you know, nuts he's since gonna- I got here. Better. It's, it's not perfect. It's not perfect, but but like that, I saw that immediately when I walked in the room yeah. because there's not. It's not a cluster on the wall. See, if I ha- I wouldn't get up, off I wouldn't get up and go it, fix it. If I had a reason to walk by that wall, I'd fix it while I was over there. Yeah, we should just sell this show to local fucking colleges that are doing psychiatry. <laughs> I think I think that'd be fun. We're fucking case studies. Us versus yeah. a psychiatrist. I think that'd be fucking amazing. For the record, <laughs> yeah. had I known that was crooked, I would have. <clears throat> See the fact that you didn't notice. Also bothers me. All right, but I'm facing your fat ass, so shut up. <laughs> but you you come down here every day. And I look there and there, so I missed that. I probably that, bumped it coming to get the door for YouTube fuck. If we could ever get a fucking psychiatrist to come in this show as a guest and analyze us, oh my God. would be fantastic. It would be nine hours and like $11,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the funding and, for and that. And we would all come out of it angry. <laughs> Possibly well, not would. friends. <laughs> we know you would. <laughs> but because of you both, it, it, it would really be. Anyway, let's get to my week because we got to move this different. shit along. We yeah, got a, It's Christmas. We got a big-ass outline, so let me do my week real quick, and that'll be a. I only have one thing I really want to say. Um, well, two things. Two things. First of all, apologies to Armenia. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, as we speak, is on her way back from the airport, and I am the great husband that didn't get her, but I did get her the the lift. <laughs> Well, you, we we were recording. You paid for it out of your joint account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I even gave her access to go book the one she wants. Oh, there you yeah. go. Oh, nice. No, uh, she got back from that ill-fated Vegas trip. And oh, I'm, right. We did make some edits to the Armenian section of <laughs> yeah. last week's episode. <laughs> you, I think what you meant to say is we edited out the Armenia section of last. No, week's there, was, there was still <laughs> some stuff. No, there, there was, but there were some choice parts left out but you know what they live on in my memory and in my heart yes and uh also i realize it's probably albanians that i'm actually mad at. <laughs> 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 i'll start sensitivity counseling in january um and finally i'd like to uh a big sad you know we haven't had a dead rock star since any money and uh i've been feeling a little out of it uh so r.i.p to the girl from Roxette. and all i can say is it must have been life but it's over now. <laughs> and let's get to our first topic. It is the Christmas season. It is the Christmas season. So why not why not go off the heels of someone dying to get into the spirit? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's like nine movies we could start with that involve death anyway. Yeah. Um, we should probably uh, make a quick mention. This is a segment that we actually were hoping to do again. Yeah. yeah. With two individuals, uh, the number two podcast in Warren, Rhode Island, that would be the Chuck and Brad from the Chuck and Brad Show. Yes. Wait, who? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> really got to get out more. While you're straightening pictures, you're missing out on life. Ah, uh-huh. right. <laughs> no, uh, last year we did Chuck and Brad for Christmas at one point. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> the shortest Christmas ever. Yeah. <laughs> so unsatisfying. No, we had, we had them in. We had a great time last year. No, we had a good school. time. We kind of wanted to turn it almost into a, an, annual an, thing. An, an annual thing, like an annual tradition to hang out with those guys and do a Christmas episode. And we will again. Because, they, yeah, we will. The schedule when they, didn't work just, out this year. Yeah, yeah, it's just been crazy with with people going away for business and, and, and Christmas and family coming in. Armenians. They got nuts. And Armenians. <laughs> and um, so it was just one of those things where it didn't, it didn't quite work out. But uh, we had a blast with them because they love Christmas just as much as we do. So it worked when we had them on last night. It was just fun, and we wanted to do it again, but we couldn't. Well, last year we actually broached the topic of Christmas movies, but we had such a tightly packed outline then that we never really dove into them too deeply, and we promised them that next year we would. Yes. Well, next year has come and gone, but in tribute to that spirit, let's talk about them again. Christmas movies. Let's go over our favorites and maybe some of the ones that we don't like. All right. And, Craig, I'm going to lead with you because you're leading off with the worst one. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. See, I'm kidding with you. Um, my my favorite all-time Christmas movie is A Christmas Story. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. And I will say it forever. Forever. <laughs> ever. No, it's just, to me, it's the perfect Christmas movie. Why? Um, what makes it perfect? Because it's... It's from the point of view of the kid. I mean, there's other movies that are... A lot of them are from point of views of kids. It's not from the point of view of the kid. It's from the point of view of the adult thinking about his childhood. Think about his childhood, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what I'm getting is that whole feeling of... You've been... I mean, granted, it was the 40s. It was different. But it was all very reminiscent of... How you spent your childhood, anyway? He, I mean, yeah, he was listening to the radio, you know, listening to Little Orphan Annie. But you were watching TV and watching cartoons and doing your thing, and getting ready and excited, and all you cared about was Christmas and having to go and deal with school and waiting for that last days before Christmas to get out of it. And I think that that's it was, what it captures. It, it doesn't have to be about you have to be. A, it was a real middle class family. It wasn't. Um, like Home Alone, living in the giant house, going to France. It wasn't even um, a Christmas vacation. The guy, he's looking for his giant bonus to put a pool in, you know, <laughs> and and, the, and everything's going to be perfect and giant. It was a middle-class family. The father constantly bitching and reading in his newspaper and having to fit, go downstairs and bang on the boiler and fix the boiler. Yeah. And the kid being scared, he's going to get his ass kicked because he swore <laughs> or got into a fight, you know. It was very real and very middle class, and I, I just something about it. I just fucking love that movie. It was it was it captured that feeling of, and I was thinking about this, being a kid. Christmas was exciting because not only did you get presents and, and but you were done with school for two like yeah. two weeks. Yep. It was like everything from it, when Halloween was over. It was like when's Christmas? When's yep. Christmas? You had to struggle through fucking Thanksgiving as a kid. Fuck, I gotta put on these stupid fucking corduroy pants and this goddamn shirt that's and they, ironed and eat dinner that I don't want to eat. And they go through that whole process. Your, your, your last couple of days of school, uh, hanging out with your friends, uh, going to get the Christmas tree, going mm-hmm. to see Santa Claus at the mall, you know, the, yeah. Christmas morning, get you know, getting your gifts. 
getting that shitty gift. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the the it's just and then the dinner and then just the whole thing. I don't know. I I fucking love it. It's the best. To me, it's the best. It's I, a perfect Christmas. I'm, I'm kind of with oh, uh, Brad started leaning, but I'm kind of with you. It's one of my favorites. It is one of my favorites. It's yep. a good one to watch. What bothers me the most about this movie, though, is that it's on for 24 straight hours. <laughs> and I will not. I, it's I it's put it over on saturation, it on. and with commercials, it drives me fucking bananas. It, it just I can't like it drives me nuts. I put it on and I leave it on, and it's one of those things because that it's a busy day, so where. We're home. Where me and my wife are getting up in the morning. Where you know we we're opening gifts. Yeah. Usually I'll put Christmas music on. Me and my wife get up. We open our gifts. You go run downstairs like an idiot and open your presents and Fran rolls her eyes for the, two hours. The fucking sun isn't even up yet. I'm like, oh, you getting up? What's going on? Like, <laughs> feel free to stop by and hang out with the two year old while I sleep in. Then the thing that pisses me off is she's like, hold on, let me get my coffee, and so I'm I gotta the, fucking wait. I'm the same way. I want to go downstairs and get some coffee. One year, our kids, for some reason, I don't know if we all slipped them like fucking Benadryl the night before. Just slept in. <laughs> they slept so late, we thought there was a gas leak upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, got up, and we, it was bright in the room. No like shit. Nine, and Melissa and I can sleep. Like, 9.30 in the morning, and I'm, I've got two young children. One's a baby at this point. Yeah. But they, so he figured he'd be up, right? Yeah. And then she just slept, and she is not good at sleeping. She's never been really? good at I, we went and checked. We put mirrors under their nose. <laughs> <laughs> we got up there, and they were just sound asleep. I took a shower, had two cups of coffee, and wow. was fully dressed for the day. Melissa had already started cooking. They We started opening gifts at 1045. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Hasn't happened since. That's it. I remember being a kid. I could not wait to come out of my room. I'm already coming back from my mother's house at fucking 1045. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, we, we, we like these into I figured you wait all year. Yeah, take your time. No, yeah. it, it was it, it was is, chaos. I, See, liked, I didn't do that. I like the mad rush. That the reason why I do it is is it's almost that um, keeping with the tradition, like of being a kid, of feeling like a kid. I get up early with my wife. We go, you know, we go downstairs. I like get. I just it feels like Christmas morning. Get up. It's still sun's just still coming up. Turn the Christmas, you know, plug the Christmas tree in. Open, sit there, yeah, open the presents. You know, we have. You don't leave the lights on all night on Christmas? Nah, my wife won't leave. leave really? No. Nah, no, I don't. No, on Christmas will, Eve, I will. Yeah. I will. I, can, yeah. I do no, the same thing. The house will explode into what? a fucking fiery ball. My my wife is insane. Just like my mother. How often have you heard fire trucks on Christmas Eve? Yeah. D- Never. No. Well, don't ask Chuck that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, no, my wife's the same way. She's like, no, you can't leave that plugged in. <laughs> like I don't oh so on Christmas but, Eve they stay on all night, including the house lights. Yeah, yeah. can't put I, everything I, on. Yeah. I won't. I won't leave like the window candle lights on. I'll yeah. leave the Christmas tree lights on only because I want to in the morning the when you get up, it, it. it's on. Yeah, yeah I but agree. I just thought. <laughs> I'm sorry, sidetrack, but I just thought of a funny story from what my dad told me when he was a cop. Yeah, I mentioned the fire trucks on Christmas Eve. <laughs> he said when he was a cop years ago. They used to like to mess with the firemen because they would sleep in their little firehouses at night and stuff. Yeah. He's like, so they would wait till it was really cold and drive out to the middle of fields where they had the old fire post and set off alarms just to wake <laughs> them up and make them drive out. And check. 
that's great. <laughs> he said they would drive out there and set off alarms just to make the firemen wake up, go outside when it was cold, and drive out to a field and shut it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Then your dad saw that a bunch of them were Native American and shuffled all the other cops away. Yeah. <laughs> he also said he used to mess with boats coming into the into the bay into Providence. Because the city he worked in overlooks the bay. He said he would he would park up on the parkway overlooking the bay and he would chirp the sirens and it would sound like horns. Like they would use, they use horns to come in at night. Yeah. Because you can't see. He's like, Oh, we do that. You'd see the boats wiggling all over the place in the bay. <laughs> I was like, beach in a tanker to have some fun. I was like, Dad! He's like, you get bored out there at midnight. So that's how Exxon Valdez happened. There was some bored guy in Alaska who was like, fuck it. Beep, beep, beep. fucking sheriff had nothing else to yeah. do. As much time you were in the Gulf of Mexico. Just curious. But, I, I, uh, but what I was saying was like, I like to keep that tradition of getting up because not only that, and then I do it and I still... Me and my wife will get up. I'm at my mother's house by eight thirty. Fuck, really? No. Yeah, I don't leave. We don't leave the house. And it's it's one of those things. What what I do is I go there to do to be there when my nephew gets up to open his gifts. Last year we did go a little late. Okay. We got there at like nine, but like get a little later at nine. Yeah. <laughs> so me and my wife are up. We've opened our gifts. We're showered. What are you hippies? And we go. You know, we're showered. <laughs> we get dressed. We go to my mother's. Then we hang out at my mother's. We have breakfast. So your mother, your See, mother's up waiting for you. Yeah, they're all they're up and they're they're ready to go. And the thing is, we don't have dinner with my mother on Christmas. We have dinner with my with Fran's parents. Okay. So what we do now is we have breakfast at my mother's house. So it's kind of that's kind of turned into a tradition where we go, to, we get up, we open our gifts, we do our thing, we go to my mother's, we open gifts there and give give our gifts, and we have breakfast. Okay. Like a Christmas breakfast. My mother makes all this awesome shit, and we hang out. Then we'll hang out there until about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. We'll go home, relax for a little bit, you know, and then we head to my mother-in-law's house for, like, noon, 1 o'clock. All right. See, we relax the whole day at home. Yeah, we. we I had to tell my mother yesterday, we're not coming to see her even on Christmas Eve. We, we don't leave this house. Yeah. And that's just the way we're going to do it. If people want to come by on Christmas night, their doors are open. That's what yep. we tell folks, yeah. too. Is it, it, we'll go to my parents on Christmas Eve. So growing up, that was our family thing. Is My my mother's parents always had the Christmas Eve get-together. That's yeah. what our, my cousins ever yep. got. We did that. And then Christmas Day, my parents hosted. They said, hey, if you want to come by and see the kids, we'll be here. We'll be in our pajamas all day. And that's what we did. That's so awesome. Th- so that's what what we ended up doing is everyone. So now Ray and I do the same thing. We have most of the a lot. We have three kids. Yeah. You guys want to come see them? Come you see come us. here. You because yeah. nothing is worse when you're a kid than, than having it, to leave. Than fucking opening all your gifts and saying, "What the fuck?" Yeah. I gotta. I'm. I gotta walk away now. Like, oh, put your shit yeah. away. Yeah. Bring. You can bring one toy. Yeah. <laughs> Not that one. It's too big. No. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're, you're walking out with a fucking stocking stuff. Bring some of that fucking, shit from your st- yeah. yeah. Get that little Lego car that yeah. you haven't put together yet. <laughs> all right. But you know what? You're not as a parent. And you know why the parents tell you that? Because they don't want all the shit they just dumped half of their fucking paycheck on oh, to lo- get lost to and get broken lost. at your no, cousin's house. I get that. Yeah. 
But like, as a and kid, not only that, you're not gonna lug around giant no, toys. No, I got but, it. I was yeah. like, no, let me bring this Pez dispenser. I'm sure that'll be a big hit over at cousin Mark's. <laughs> yeah, look what I got. And you're, he's like, ah, look, fucking X wings and fucking Tie fighters. And then what did you do? You fucking broke them. Yep. Yeah, you did. But like, like Craig's whole point, I think, with with the Christmas story was like it puts you in that perspective of being a kid, and that's like that's where all this that kind of comes from. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm getting at is that it gives every time I watch it, it gives me that feeling of being in school and being a kid and joking around yeah. with my friends, and like I want this present, that big present that you wanted. That's the whole thing is he's after that BB gun. He wants that one. That's all yeah. he cares about. Yeah, you I know? get that makes sense. See, for and, me. For me, it was like the animated shows. Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie yeah, Brown yeah, Christmas yeah. is the, fantastic. Even, even Rudolph, the, the Grinch. like, And it's it's because I watched them as a kid at my grandparents' house. I talked about Christmas Eve. They were on the TV upstairs in that little TV yep. room they had where, <laughs> where they had the two wingback chairs with ottomans that my grandparents would sit in yep. nice. and watch their shows. Yeah. Right? With the seven channels you had to change with the dial to push the fucking buttons. Yep. My stories are on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, so we would, all us kids, there were like six or seven of us would go upstairs and huddle around in that room, try not to sit on Nana's crocheting needles. Yeah. <laughs> and hope one of those shows was on. And they, and that, so see, watching them now as an adult would bring me back to that. Yeah. Like that. So you that's why. I remember like Yogi's first Christmas? No. I do. Yogi's First Christmas, they basically had all of the Hanna-Barbera cartoon yep. characters other than the Flintstones and the Jetsons. Really? Yes. That's and awesome. It was great. Well, because the Flintstones and the Jetsons left basically even. became their own franchise. They, they did that, their own yeah. thing. But basically, Yogi Bear was hibernating and couldn't. And so oh. he saw his first Christmas. Yeah. Him and Boo Boo saw their first Christmas, and they ended up having it at the lodge. I remember that because that was the day both of my grandparents, my aunt's and they're, you know, and my one aunt's husband, everybody showed up at my house. All of a sudden, it was Christmas on the 18th of December. I had seven days of fucking Christmas. Yeah. And so that show, for some reason, has always stuck out to me as like, wow, that's the real kickoff. I haven't seen it in 31 years. I don't think I've ever seen it. So this fucking, uh, it's probably on YouTube or some shit. It is, but it's yeah. not the same. I want to stumble on it on the television. But, yeah. Because yep. to me, that's the magic of it, because that's how it happened that. Yeah. But before we get off a Christmas story, because I feel like we've covered it, to, I want to ruin your childhood. No, I know, because we, we went through this. That's what he does. We've done this. And, and yeah. Oh, I, look, he's got a script. Oh, uh, I know he does. <laughs> I, have, I know he does. Wow. I have bullets from two years ago. If you guys, if you guys are longtime listeners yeah. of this show, yeah. and you know that I'm a bitch, and you know I note things down constantly... Two years ago, I said that Christmas Story had plot holes in it, and Craig went ape shit on me. Plot holes. It's a fucking Christmas movie. Plot holes. You know what's, you know what's funny? Plot holes is something that's it's trending right now. Yeah. Does, Ten years ago, he's no a one cared about bitch plot holes. Star Wars fan is what he is right now. <laughs> right, let's let's hear what you have to say about plot holes. Uh, for the record, because I'm gonna I, I can't wait to get to your favorite movies and fucking destroy them in seven yeah. minutes. <laughs> not, not just, <laughs> yeah, not exactly. I'll just turn the picture crooked and watch you twitch. That's yep. Fine. Fucking bastard. Um, for the record, I do like A Christmas Story. I don't love it. And, okay. I, and appara- right. apparently that's, that's a fucking crime on this show. To me. Yeah. 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 It, it is. Because this guy has it's like appalling. the most myopic view of the world ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And it's crazy. You're myopic and still blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple problems I have. The, the movie Go is- Go slow. The movie is- uh, I know you're listening. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I'll yeah, give you that one. Funny. But I need time to uh, rebuttals. Uh, no, at the end. Yeah, but Save I Save your bullshit. 
the movie is set in Indiana, but it uses Cleveland to film in as Indianapolis, and then they have close-up scenes featuring the Toronto bus line. Okay, that's really fucking poor filmmaking, right, even in nineteen eighty-three. From Toronto to Indianapolis. So anywhere from <laughs> Buffalo, New York, up to Detroit. No, up to I would. I'll even give you Wisconsin. It's all the same. I get it, but. You may, they went for the most iconic part of Cleveland, which isn't much. It's like LeBron James, the shaft of his cock, and this one building that they used as Higgins. <laughs> I've been there. Trust me. I know. You've been to LeBron's shaft? Well, absolutely. You know what? There's like a $40 cover to get in there. There's, what's the <coughs> iconic part of Cleveland? No, they it's have this the one. The Rock bu- and Roll Hall of Fame. Believe it or not, they use it on the Drew Carey show too. That one building is oh, like that's the right. center of yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. And if you go there, there's actually a uh, like a marker stone, and yeah. it says this is Higby's. This is where. Oh, they, does uh, it? Yeah, because that was the building where they looked at the stuff, yeah. and that was cool. But it's nothing more than a train station slash mall. Yeah, there's, takes no, you to the there's nothing else than Cleveland yeah. anyway. All right. That's crazy because they never do that in movies. Yeah, yeah, but I'm going to keep going. I'm okay. sure all of Brad's movies were filmed on location. On location. The, the whole fucking Stephen King movie that was just filmed in downtown Warren, it's supposed to be in Illinois. All right, but is yeah. there anything <laughs> iconic there? When you, the entire Cleveland, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, is a fairly major city in this country, and that building was iconic for being from Cleveland. It'd be like taking the Empire State Building and saying, "Yeah, welcome to Los Angeles." Okay, uh, okay. there you go. All right. Secondly, plastic lamps don't sound like glass breaking. That, that I'll give you that. That's one. fair. I never I'll thought about that. I'll give you that one because. Because I've always said that. Unless they're frozen. When he, when he comes out of the basement, what was You hear the glass break. Yeah. What was that? And, and as a kid, I always and, believed it's because the old man exaggerated everything. And so he was honoring his dad by exaggerating the, just the, the sound, reaction to that. Which is po- possible. And it, I, I think the whole I, thing. I actually, you just, actually, you just made it better. Yeah. You romanticized the whole thing into but, that fact that he was, he made it. Better for his. Did dad. that make you feel better? It did. All it right, did. good. Keep listening. <laughs> All right, the kid who played Flick had the last name Schwartz. Yep. The kid who played Schwartz didn't. When Ralphie rats out Schwartz for learning the word fuck, yep. The voice on the other end of the phone is actually Scott Schwartz who played Flick. Yep. Incidentally, depending on the font you use, if you mash together Flick in all capital letters, it looks like fuck. How's that a plot hole? <laughs> it's good. how do you That's not? A good how do you, call? This is this is just deception. Yeah, yeah this is this just is a smoke yeah. screen. Yeah, how do you not get the one other kid on the? You, you literally screwed up two child actors. <laughs> you had a 50-50 shot and you blew it. No, this was the forties. Everybody hated Jews then. They it didn't was nineteen eighty three. No, the movie was set in the forties. All right. Well, anyway, there was no separation of people. Schwartz was said to have lived three blocks away, but when they're walking to school, he's always two houses now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ralphie was a dummy. Okay, who spells out "Don't forget the drink" and then keeps going, unaware that he's looking at a fucking advertisement? Yeah. <laughs> he also wrote down different numbers than the announcer said, and it's in plain sight when you watch him do it. Because he's dumb. Um, another plot hole. There would be no black kids in Ralphie's school in 1939. Sure there would. No, yeah, there, there would. wouldn't. They would, they would be uh, working there, if anything. No, I was going to say, they'd be delivering the trays of yeah. milk. Also, Ralphie shot his gun three times during that bullshit fantasy sequence, and four dead bodies are found in the yard. <laughs> Kennedy. Ex's, 
X's over their eyes. And as Mrs. Shields lectures the children on what happened to Flick, the phrase, the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog, is written on the blackboard. Then when as soon as she's done yelling at them, she pulls up the fucking map, and it's a whole different bunch of words on the board. <laughs> it says a theme, what I want for Christmas. Yep. And then no, finally- no. She erases it. She erases nothing. She erases it and then writes, a th- you're writing me a theme, what I want for... Co- I don't believe I so. will fucking play the clip back for you right now. Okay, but you won't because this is my house and go fuck yourself. Yep. Um. Finally, Dad. He's a hardworking man. Yep. He's worked in business. He's done some things. He puts on the tie every day. He's never seen the word fragile. Fuck off. That was... That, that's a play... On comedy, for, for one thing, play on comedy robbed from the Three Stooges. Oh, was it? Oh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Three Stooges, mock that one for Gilly. And he's <laughs> and he's fucking slamming the fragile stamp on on the <laughs> fucking. All right, but he's not a stooge. He's a father yeah, making a no, living. I know, but know what it was? It was I could see it. It, it to me it was funny because his in his excitement. And it's a major award. It's a major, major award. award. And he looks at it and he's like, Frigile, it must be Italian. It's all it's written crooked. Yeah. He's like, it must be Italian. Not, he's amping up. It's on an angle. Yeah. It's not crooked. No, here, no, no, it's not here, hieroglyphics. Let me throw something no, but at what you. I'm saying, he's reading it like excited, like it Let I me throw know. something different at you. This whole movie is told as an adult looking back through the lenses of, of his of own childhood. Kid, yeah. That could have just been a dad joke. It, yeah. Old yeah. man could have been like, it, yeah. oh, Fred Gile. Must, must be, be Italian. Italian. That's a dad That's joke. That's a dad joke. That's a dad joke. Busted. Yeah. Tuck nose and run, See, fucker. I could, yeah. <laughs> 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 I get like. like I'm sorry. The, let me remove like, my headphones to reveal my giant ears. <laughs> like there, there are. Uh, my next things, Like the no, Like. <laughs> But the numbers, like I've noticed that the the numbers that they read off on the radio are different from what yeah. it is. And they down. change scene to scene too. Yeah. If you look at them, sometimes yeah. they're uppercase, sometimes they're lower. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? Like all joking aside, obviously it was a low budget film. Yep, it's one chapter in a bigger book. Yeah, like they've made yeah. two yeah. other movies. Yeah, and, and one of They're, them, well, I, Ollie Hop Noodles, Haven of Bliss. I didn't watch them. And there was one. It was a summer something, summer story yeah. or whatever. I did. It, it, you know what? Honestly, the whole book was about him growing up. So if they managed right. to take one chapter of a book about I wanted a BB gun and turn it into something iconic, my hat is tipped. I really do like the movie. I don't love it though because I think of what Dave said. It's on. Constantly. It's force fed at yeah. this point. Is what it is. Yeah. 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 It, See. It, it, I other, was, go ahead. I was a fan of it because I actually saw it with two of my friends in the movie theater when it came out. We went because he's fucking old. Yeah, <laughs> at the drive-in. No, we went to the, the like I've said it before the Bristol Cinema where I was, like because I spent a lot of time going to that movie theater. That's all I did. When Wait, I was is this kid. the one that Mike it gave was, you the handy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> it was two blocks from my was house. Was it Frigile? <laughs> it was two. Blo- <laughs> It was Italian. <laughs> it was greasy. <laughs> That's just popcorn butter. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. I mean, it was. A, it was a movie theater that was two blocks. It was a two, a two screen theater that was two block. It was two blocks away from my house, and it was ninety nine cents. 
the matinees on Saturday and Sunday were ninety nine cents. My mother, oh, used, your mom had the cheapest babysitter ever. Ever. That's right. That's what. Here's two bucks. I'll when, see you when Sunday. When the Empire Strikes Back <laughs> came out, my mother gave me five dollars. I watched all. I went to all the fucking movies all day. I saw it three times in one day and fucking still ate fucking candy. <laughs> you know. So, but I remember we went and seen it and laughed like a bastard because even that it was one of those things when you're a kid and you went and seen a movie at that age when it's just you and your friends and someone on the screen would say all of a sudden there'd be a fuck in the movie or something you're like ha 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 he said fuck <laughs> like that was didn't matter what the joke was if the guy just said fuck that was the fuck that was the line. joke yeah. that was the joke it was funnier when he was like fudge yeah <laughs> you know and it's like you knew what he said it's like he said fuck that was father gonna kick his ass <laughs> and, and it's just so I think some of the some of it is because it brings me back to be, and I w- was probably the same age as Ralphie was supposed to be in the movie when I went. Well, I was probably a little older, but you know what I'm Still saying. Like very it was similar si- mindset. It was a I similar you. mindset. Yeah, you can relate. I related a lot more to it, and then I didn't see it for years because it was one of those things. Like, fucking it, yeah, it was out on VHS, but my fucking mother and father weren't going to go rent that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like because I got in trouble because nobody that movie didn't have a wide release. My dad managed to grab it off of cable. Back yeah, in, when yeah. not everybody had cable, and he taped it on his VCR. And I said to my fourth grade class, I said, "I have this great Christmas movie. It's the Christmas story," and they put it in. And then when they got to the fudge scene, I see my my teacher, Mister Sweezy, in slow motion, no. like lunging, because <laughs> you hear, you know, he's gonna say something. Yeah, but they hadn't seen it. Yeah, and so he ran up there because the whole fourth grade was in the cafeteria watching my dad's VHS tape on like a th- yeah. twenty-five inch TV on yeah. a three foot. Four oh foot no, stand. we had one of those three color projectors. Oh, oh did you? Oh yeah. Oh, your school was fucking. Well, that's fancy. fucking New York, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that shit in East Providence, yo. I didn't grow up in East Providence. Yep. No, but you ended up there, didn't yeah, you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, and I mean, let's move on from this movie because we spent we did spend a lot of time. Yeah, on I, it. that didn't say Christmas story redo. That said Christmas movies redo. <laughs> yep. Um. So I guess let's go through it quickly then, uh, Dave. I'm going to throw it to you. You mentioned Home Alone, so back it up I, well, for me. Oh, go ahead, Craig. Mentioned your favorite. Yeah. Is is okay? It, is it, it? So it, I mentioned it, my favorite. It's become one of them recently. Really? When I say recent, I'll say the last like 10 years. It's more so because it's been around for a while now and it's kind of got that following. And a lot of it is the like the music and the sounds that go with it and that sort of stuff. You know, so that's that's, yeah. that's pretty much what it is. Like it's it's silly and goofy. My kids like watching that movie now, so that's one of those movies that they'll sit down and enjoy for Christmas, and I'll watch it with them. So that's kind of why I enjoy it now. Yeah, exactly. The whole thing's ridiculous and stupid and silly, but it was that's what it was meant to be. Yeah. No, and my thing is, and I wrote on my fuck home alone, <laughs> I wish those fucking bandits had been successful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could spend a whole episode picking yeah. out plot holes and yeah, issues with yeah. this movie. Oh, I, for some reason, there's... I don't know what it is, and it's got nothing to do with Macaulay Culkin. I, there's something about that movie I fucking can't stand it. It's Macaulay Culkin. It probably he is. He is an unlikable it, little it shit. It probably now, is. Now, then, and forever. Yeah. 
I also think it's funny that they're rebooting it. I yeah. just I just read that because Home yeah. Alone is interesting. Home Alone doesn't work in a cell phone society. No. Home Alone, if assuming he was as rich as that house is, that's a two point four million dollar home in Chicago. Yeah. They were all flying first class to fucking to Paris France in nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Yeah. Man made some bank. Okay, so clearly his kids would have had cell phones. This he, was a 10-minute problem. They could have Venmoed him some money and got, <laughs> and got him to a fucking airport in a fucking yeah. lift. Yeah, and those people realistically would have had their, their Zach Morris or Nino Brown cell phone yeah. back then. And not only yeah. that, they would have realized, like, hey, um, w- you have an extra ticket. with. Oh, with, yeah, with, there's yeah. that, too. <laughs> At the airport. There's that, you too. Know? They're rushing everybody through. Yeah. Oh, why, why, do I, why am I holding another ticket? Yeah. <laughs> Also, that one kid that I seemed to call out an awful lot last night because I was screaming at him, all of a sudden he's not he's here. Well, so well behaved, I don't even know he's here. Yeah. Now, I can tell you, and I, I'm sure Dave can relate, I have dreamt and, and, and continue to fantasize about losing a child in yeah. a public place. I really do. Uh, I'm but, hoping I wake up tomorrow and all three are gone. Yeah. <laughs> Around 10.30 in the morning. Yeah. It'll be perfect. If we combine our efforts, Dave, I think we're going to have yeah. a very Merry Christmas. In fact, if we just broadcast over, broadcast this over CB radio, I'm sure I won't have any kids in the morning yeah. anyway. <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm sure we'll find some trafficking sites that yeah. we're happy to take them off our hands. I was talking about... Think of the awesome gifts you could buy after. Well, yeah. with the cash we're going to make... <laughs> I mean, Ethan, the size of that head alone, they, they just have him knocking down <laughs> Trump's wall. They pound. Just have him shaping. He's like the mold for football helmets in the NFL. <laughs> Kid's head is fantastic. Yeah, vacuum mold and helmets over his head. They don't do that. No. <laughs> oh, it's like you're watching what's made, how it's made, <laughs> how it's made. fucking Discovery. And it's, it's just, just Ethan. It's Ethan. He's like smiling. Hey. He's I'm at work, Daddy. <laughs> I'm at work. He's the new mascot for the LED light bulbs. They just paint his face. It's <laughs> one thing I love about Ethan. He always looks like he has an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start calling him Lester. Uh, Lester light bulbs. Remember Lester light bulb. Remember the GE? No, I don't. Because I I'm do. not old. Oh, I do. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I put Home Alone on. Only because now my kids enjoying it. It just it gets me in that mood for Christmas. No, I get it. It's a Christmas. I don't. I I, I fucking, can take the movie or leave it. I, yeah, I, I could take it or leave it. If it's on, I'd I'll definitely change the channel. Like it was on before um, Christmas Vacation the other night. Yeah, and there was only about fifteen minutes left in the movie, so, and Christmas oh, Vacation was man. coming on. So, but you no, saw the old man. But, no, I didn't because I was. I put it on. I was like, "All right, I'll let it play through until he." And about three seconds went by, and I was like, "Nah." <laughs> I'll say it. I, I was like, "Back to fucking the Hitler Channel." Fuck. <laughs> I call it the Hitler Channel. That American Discovery America. Oh yeah, it's all World War Two shit. It's just every episode is about fucking Hitler. It's insane. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but he was kind of the defining figure of that war. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. I mean, there's plenty of other nasty Nazis. Yeah. But the guy with the mustache, that's the one He's they focus the on. He yeah. took a lot of heat. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you out of your fucking mind. Uh, I would say The Christmas Carol. Now, there's been eight versions of this, and that's just on broad release. There's also yeah. been cartoons, foreign versions, this and that. There's a new one. There's a new one there's coming a, out. Well, yeah. that's a miniseries on top of it. Is it a miniseries? Yeah, yeah it's like six episodes. Never Christmas mind. Carol with uh, 1984 with George C. Scott is the one I yep. always I'm go back to. Totally yeah. with you on this one. There's yeah. something like an Agreed. eerie, there's an eerie weirdness about it. You know, like, you think about it, like, Scrooge gets approached by his old partner, doesn't recognize him as a ghost. 
Yeah. Even after he takes the thing off his chin and the chin drops. Yeah. Like yep. he doesn't get it until the guy explains who he is. So right away, you know, the guy's self-centered. That's subtle storytelling right yeah. there, you know? Then you get into it, but you realize that Scrooge, nothing improved. <laughs> like as much as I love this movie, I'm he just- was grumpy. And fucking It wasn't bitter. just grumpy. I no, mean, he, he was, was a he was an selfish he was asshole. and an asshole. Yeah, right. I mean, we're jumping around this thing, but let's let's just be real. It's it's kind what? of done. Uh, you take a Christmas Carol, and I think what kills me about a Christmas Carol is that if you really pay attention, nothing changes about him. Like he, the only time he actually shows any semblance of growth and reflection is when he sees his own grave. Yeah, and he's not a young man. That might be the most selfish thing about the movie. He sees children starving, and he tells the ghost of Christmas uh, future, uh, no, present, take them away. I don't want to see them. Yeah. And he says, hide them under your robe. I don't want to see them. Okay, but then when it's your dead body, all of a sudden you want to see them. Now I'm like buying everybody a fucking turkey the next morning and dancing through the streets. You're a selfish prick. Yeah. I love the movie, but you more and more you want to dissect it, you realize that there's no remorse and there's... Also, no semblance of interest in the fact that he's being led all over London and through time yeah. by ghosts. He's so nonplussed by he's, the whole Yeah, thing. very nonchalant about that. Yeah. He's like, whatever, this is cool. I get it. I got to get some sleep. But <laughs> with all the versions. coal I got. And Patrick my- Stewart did a good job. Patrick, Patrick Stewart's a good If there was one. anyone that was going to rival George C. Scott, it would have been Patrick the, Stewart. But the one that killed me about that one was there was a weird CGI, CGI thing, yep. and I didn't need it. Nope. I think they managed to pull it off with practical effects in 1984. Yeah. It also had Roger Rees, who was on Cheers, yep, as Robin Colcourt, and he plays his that's nephew. That's right. Oh, shit, that's he right. He plays his nephew, and I feel like he's actually a linchpin because he's the only guy who still believes that there's good Yeah, in Scrooge. Yeah, he, he, he keeps saying, like, he, no. None like, of the other versions cover that. Yeah. There was actually family members that still believed in him. Yep. And so, to me, that made it all the more realistic when he did finally come around. Show up at the house, and he's got gifts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. Cratchit believed in him, but yep. Cratchit was kind of like a, a doormat. Cratchity old motherfucker. <laughs> nah. Bless nah. us all. Yeah, bless Everyone. us all. Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> nah. So that's that. Uh, I had a hard time getting past Bob Cratchit because all I saw when I looked at him was Tron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'd be I'd be terrified of General Patton, too, but right. <laughs> let's be real. If you could throw around lasers and shit... Come on. Yep. He was a prick in Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Cratcher grew up. He finally said, wait a minute. Yeah. I, you know, now my kid's dead. That's how he was a ghost. Yeah. He was on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he Cratchit died. wasn't a ghost. You when was yeah. the last time you seen well, this movie? I, um, I'm thinking of uh, his partner. Marley. Sorry, Marley. Yeah, that's, that's where the Muppets got it right. Because yeah. they Fucking had Muppets. Yeah. Oh, the Muppet Christmas Carol was great because they, like there was the two Muppets and then they had Robert Marley. Yeah, they had Bob Marley Bob, show up. Yeah, yeah. Jacob yeah. and Robert Marley. <laughs> Crash it with the fucking one lump of coal in this oh. fucking heater. <laughs> but no, I love the Muppets. Just put that just thing it's in goofy. your pocket, buddy, yeah. and stop. <laughs> stop, stop bitching and put it in your pocket. <laughs> All right, let's get into one that I think is going to be the most polarizing. We do have to move this along a bit. Christmas Vacation. Love it, hate it, why, go. I love it. I'm with you. I I love it for, I mean, there's a shitload of reasons to fucking like it. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's just But what makes it good? John Hughes. But, yeah. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. 
It's just, the writing is fantastic. There's some things that aren't that great about it. It came but. right on the heels of all the John Hughes teen movies. Yeah. yeah. It used that same Chicago locale. Yep. It had that same vibe to it as The Breakfast Club. You felt like they were almost living in the, the same, same universe. same universe, yeah. yeah. You know, as much as they had a universe. But you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they it felt, did, though, It felt like he could have been in the same as that high school where Bender was. Yeah. Right? You know, and I felt like that was good. But if you actually look at that movie, there's more annoying about it than anything else. There's some really funny scenes. Like when they're at Walmart and Eddie just keeps loading up the cars. Yeah. And he just dumps 50 pounds of dog food on the light bulbs. And yeah. he, <laughs> while he's thanking Clark for his generosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the subtlety there is great. Oh, yeah. But I hate chaos scenes in any movie. I, I, I get with uncertain ones. Like that movie with John Favreau and, and um, Jeremy Piven, with the um, PCU. No, the, the one with the bachelor party and they kill the hooker by accident. Oh, swingers! And, and uh, no, it's no, it's uh, Jeremy Piven, John Favreau, Christian Slater. Uh, and no what do you call I, I know the movie. And, I can't and, place and the name. And what do you call it from uh, from Home Alone? Uh, curly hand guy. Daniel Stern. Tall, tall, Dan, Daniel Stern. Um, that movie upsets me because it's just total chaos through the whole it's anxiety and chaos and it, and it drives me you up. know how i feel but about I, comedians but, that yell yeah and they think getting louder makes them funnier yeah i feel like that scene when the squirrel jumps out of the tree and the griswold's christmas comes to a complete screeching halt yeah like that whole scene was so avoidable I'm not saying I'm looking for realism from the fucking vacation movies no yeah <laughs> but there are certain things that are just so implausible and I mean, Dave had a good one too with Eddie showing up. Yeah, like that—that's the scene in that movie that bugs me. They're finally outside, looking at all the lights he pulls on, or puts on the house, and 15 feet away, this 35-foot rusted RV backs into the parking yeah, yeah. driveway. They walk out and stand on. They have to walk past the entire family where they're standing. Yeah. To me, that's just like, well, where the fuck did that come from? Well, yeah, because five seconds before there was no RV. There was in the no RV in the driveway. It's I, I get it. Like you, Eddie showed up. It's the, he, you wanted Clark to be surprised, yeah, but they, then I was like, eh. They make it lure lure you into the scene with fucking with uh, what do you call it? flipping the light switch in the garage, and right? And plugging it in and going back and forth, which yep. is great stuff, right there. Oh yeah, and I mean, the one thing that makes me furious about that movie because. It's everything else is yes. It's silly him sliding off the roof and hanging and you know and all that. That's shit. the point it's, of most of it's that. It's still it's, silly yeah. and ridiculous. But or when they go to get the tr- fantastic scene when they're going to get the tree uh, and he the, ends the, up- the scene is great when he asks him if he brought a saw. <laughs> that's what. That's the. When, when they, that was ten yeah. minutes of setup for that one line for that, that was one fucking perfect. Fucking line. Yeah. was fucking perfect. Yeah. And then you see the fucking tree driving away with the fucking roots. <laughs> the roots <laughs> fall <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah. But the whole Audrey, um, oh she'll talk. She'll uh, she'll reply later. Her oh, like, eyes are frozen. She can't see, yeah. and she's standing there, like com- like frozen. Yeah, that for, that for some reason fucking pisses me off. <laughs> it wasn't funny. It didn't need to be there. It doesn't quite fit. Yeah, it okay, I can see fit. that. It's silly. It doesn't bother it, me, it, but it's, it's like, actually it. if you look back at all the vacation movies, though Audrey always got shit on. In, yes. in European Vacation, she was the chubby Audrey. Yep. Yeah, and she was constantly shit on. She was ignored. Yeah, but Rusty this, was the hero. But yeah. she wasn't. Her eyes weren't frozen open. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like the temperature froze her eyeballs open and she can't see right yeah. now. Dad, fall, I can't feel yeah. my hips. It was yeah. funny. It was funny hearing her complain about I can't feel my feet. I can't feel my knees. I can't feel my hips. That's funny. Yeah. Then when you get to the top of the thing and you go through and you set up a beautiful joke, like you said, did you bring a saw? Yeah. <laughs> and then, but her with the, oh my, oh, the mother saying, oh, her eyes are frozen. She'll see it later, she'll Clark. See, yeah, yeah, she'll yeah. see that for some, That ruined it. That ruins that scene for me. <laughs> it, that should have been edited right out. Yeah. What, what else pisses you off? I know there's at least it, one more. It doesn't piss me off. It's just a silly thing. It's one of those, like, kind of like how you looked at a Christmas story, but the scene towards the end of that movie when they're having dinner and Uncle Lewis goes to light a cigar and the dogs drank out of the wa- all the water out of the tree. Yeah. And they keep going back from Lewis lighting a cigar and kind of milling around the tree to Clark at the table. When they do that, they show Lewis standing right next to the tree. They flash back to Clark at the table, but behind Clark is the tree with no Lewis. With no Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they do it like three times. Yeah. Yeah. And every time I'm like waiting for Lewis, and he's not there. He's, yep. It's it's a stupid thing. It doesn't take away from the movie. Now that you watch it, you'll see it and be like, oh, yeah. shit. But it's still funny. The, the sound they use for the tree burning all at once, oh. like, <laughs> Uh, yeah. that's, fucking, that's what makes that whole scene funny. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't take away the humor for me, but no. I've noticed it, and I'm like, oh. That's- well, when they all start running from the squirrel, I'm tapped. You're out? And I actually got annoyed with the neighbors, too, with uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus next door and, and Todd and Margot. <laughs> I got annoyed with them because, you know, at one point the ice came shooting out of the fucking... The gutters. And, like, yeah. I yeah. like slapstick as much as anybody. I'll watch Airplane a thousand times. Yeah. Mm. And then shit makes me laugh because it's genuinely funny. I feel like it's so forced here. If you really had neighbors like that, I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah. How, yes. did, how did they get through life? They can't even get through a Christmas yeah. like this. I also, another thing I hate... The grandparents show up like a week and a half before. Yeah, they're there they for They show like up on two the weeks. 12th on the fucking advent calendar. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. Get the- <laughs> Leave. But uh, there's, there's, there's so much good stuff in that movie. It offsets yeah. those things. The whole scene where he, he and his wife are in bed and he starts flipping through the magazine. Oh, with the sap. And it's sticking to his <laughs> fingers because of the sap. Like, that's fucking hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I wasn't I wasn't until I was an adult and saw that and I got it. I was like, oh, shit, it's the fucking it's sap. It's the sap from the And it's so stupid and silly and quick. But, <laughs> but it's, it's how funny. he handles it, too. But yeah. that's John Hughes. John Hughes is great for that stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, the whole eye frozen thing, for some reason that scene bothers me. Don't get me wrong. The fucking sled scene is stupid. Oh, the the but wh- it's funny as hell when he's polishing up the bottom of the sled. As soon as he fucking goes, it, it's fucking hysterical. <laughs> it just the there's yeah. fire oh, on the. Yeah. <laughs> what makes me laugh more than anything is my wife's reaction. Every time she sees it, she out loud laughs. Yeah, it's there's a one point where he starts spinning. Yeah, <laughs> and then if you actually look at the hill. It's nothing. It's to, not that. It's not far. that big. But you, you're you're with him every second yeah. of it. But it's and if so you go funny. back and watch it, you can see the the line of explosives set up in the snow. Before yeah. That. Oh yeah. And the, and then now then when they show at the just the whole side of the mountain, the trail just lit up like yeah. burning. Like <laughs> I thought that was fucking. It's, I actually love so the stupid cl- but funny. That's, that's the funny. thing. Yeah. I yeah. love seeing Clark at work. 
after two movies of not knowing what this guy did for a living, yeah. he made a non-nutritive cereal varnish. He's up for yeah. crunch enhancement. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. cereal varnish. Yeah, it's, right. and, it's a and non-nutritive. It's it's semi-osmotic. It, yeah, it yeah. permeates and <laughs> it yeah. coats and covers the cereal, but it doesn't permeate. So yeah, yeah. Yep. But watching him actually be good at his job with a nice office. And, he, and he's in a suit and tie. Well, You're like, he, wait a minute, he, this guy actually did something right. The guy couldn't take his family on vacation twice. Yeah, he was he was nominated for Food Additive Designer of the Year. Yeah. He was yeah. good at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I th- a part of what I enjoy about the movie And now, all he got was what, Jelly of the Month Jelly Club? Of, hey, yeah. it, that's the gift that keeps on giving Gives, all year yeah. round, Clark. <laughs> but I enjoy it now because I can watch it and it's adult and I can get the stress that they show that him feeling going through, yeah. with that kind of holiday. Like, Cousin like a, Eddie wearing the white sweater with the, the dickie. dickie. <laughs> and you see the outline of the black dickie yeah. under a green or whatever it was. But that was my, my argument about this movie between um, A Christmas Story was, yes, you can see the stress he was getting for not getting the bonus, but all that bonus was doing was buying them a swimming pool. Yeah, but okay. which he you know, wanted, which, which he wanted, ever wanted to do was, was for, his fa- for his family. For his family, don't, don't get me wrong, I get that, and I know he wasn't a millionaire or anything, but it was just, but that's what I was saying. Like he was living in this gigantic three hundred thousand dollar house already. At the time, it wasn't, but you know what I'm saying. He was he was and, living like somebody in the suburbs of Chicago who had a big executive <laughs> job with a nice corner office, which is what he had. <laughs> which is yes. But it, it was cool to see him be a little more human in this one. Yeah. And again, it, the, the most human thing about him. And not him, just like a cartoon character come to life. Well, that's just it. It wasn't just him being a victim or hitting on Christy Brinkley in the next car over. Right. He, he was actually a guy who wanted to do right by his family. He wanted to bring him to Wally World. wanted to bring him to Europe. Yeah. He wanted yes. to in a poke. Okay, he did pig in a poke just to get him just over to, to Europe. Him, yeah. And then he got rusty laid and he got fat chick. Dead because she died from diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> but and then the, he wanted to bring his family home and give him like the the, 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 the Do you know what was a better? Fa- he was American a, he was dream. the all American dad he wanted, family man. Yeah. He wanted to be the best. Well that was what his fantastic. work buddy said is that you were the last true family man. Family man. Yeah. I yeah, actually think awesome. the movie would have been better if they killed fucking Chevy Chase. <laughs> Because of what he did at Comic Con, Scotty and yeah. would agree. That and Scott Ian yep. is all about that. I would love it if we pissed on on Chevy Chase while Scott Ian played us out with the but national anthem. There, uh, oh, that'd be good. The thing that actually I I got upset the other day was like you said, Chevy Chase. I'm personally upset with him. The movies he's done, I fucking love him. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're doing a National Lampoon Vacation series. Really? Yeah. Well, why wouldn't they? Because there's no original ideas left. There aren't. But I don't. It's not going to be because I remember they did the, uh, the movie they with did Ed the Helms. movie with yeah, where which was funny. It had, it, it was, was funny. It was it wasn't good. it wasn't vacation type humor though. No, it well, was it did it wasn't the same type when of approach. Christina Applegate at the, the fucking the sorority. College, that was the best I fucking, scene. In the- me and Fran were crying, laughing on the couch. So that the- was a fantastic. That was one of the better scenes I've seen laid out in a in a recent comedy movie. Not just that, that scene, but them in the car afterwards when she was all fucked up and hung over. She was like, shh, shh, just like yeah. shushing her family. Yep. That scene, <laughs> I, they had, there was a few moments in that one when they went into the hot springs. They're close, hot springs. <laughs> They had good 
And then, the, and then when he when he tries to hit the emergency brake, <laughs> the end result is ridiculous. Yeah, but it's funny. You're like, but, but it was it it followed in the footsteps of the vacation movies, which it, I thought it did. It had a, obviously a more modern twist. Obviously, yeah, it. it was a little um, more elaborate. It was. It than, was. Than the stuff I wish there was more consistency with Rusty. That would have made Ed Helms more believable. I don't know what Rusty he was. Mm. Was he Johnny Galecki Rusty? Was he Anthony Michael Hall Rusty? Was he that he other definitely kid wasn't Rusty? that redhead? No, no, yeah, he wasn't that fucking ginger in Europe that saw tits for the first time. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the 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 series. I don't know why they would make a series out of it, unless they're just gonna follow the Griswolds. But if fucking Chevy Chase isn't fucking. The father. But he won't be. No. no, he won't be. He can't. He can't handle that because workload. He's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm and Scott saying, Ian's going to kill him. He can't. He I would can't take handle Scott that Ian as, that as Clark Griswold. <laughs> I would totally do that. Put so, a Blackhawks jersey on. <laughs> you know what's crazy? This might have been. Celebrating Hanukkah instead of Christmas. Hanukkah vacation with Scott, Scott Ian. Scott Ian Rosenberg. <laughs> Hanukkah roll. Hey, Rusty, here's your dreidel. <laughs> Let's go to Cats and get a roast beef. <laughs> it's Christmas Day. It actually kind of makes sense because the, the relatives showed up eight days earlier yeah. anyway. Yeah. Just seven days of people complaining about socks and stale cookies. <laughs> Hanukkah roll. You know, Cat's Deli is open on Christmas Day yeah. if it's a fucking Tuesday. Yeah, and they're probably <laughs> they're probably serving lo mein too. Yeah. But, all right, so I got to tell you, this is one of the most well organized outlines we've ever done, and we have shit all right it. But we have to stick to it for this next topic. We bounced through the good ones, but Dave alluded to it earlier. Is it a Christmas movie? Yes, no, or why? Or and why? And uh, let's start off with the one argument we always have. Fucking Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've heard this since 2001. Yeah. When I first, my first per- big boy job, my first, first bo- big boy my job. My first big boy job. My first boss was like, Die Hard's the best Christmas movie ever. And For the record, point- if Dave does a job, it's automatically a big boy <laughs> job. <laughs> 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 Stop lobbing softballs. But do you know why Dave likes them? Because they're bigger. Because they're big. Yeah. He heard that coming a mile away. And soft balls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're talking about Fran now? Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, uh, but before we do this, I think we need to define what makes a Christmas movie before we start talking about individual movies. We were having this argument before. Yeah. If you throw a Christmas tree in a movie, is it a Christmas movie? No. No. I've been thinking about this for like two days, and I came to some kind of resolution in my brain this afternoon. Yep. And here's how I rationalized it. If you went to an IMDb page for a movie, and you could put Christmas as a main character and it makes sense, then it's a Christmas movie. Yep. Keep going. I don't think everybody's getting that yet. What I mean is, is Christmas... Part relevant of to the story, part of the or is story. it part of this the background? Yeah, because Brad was joking about a Christmas story being is it Cleveland, Indianapolis, L.A., whatever. If it's just a setting or a soundstage that has no impact on the story, the characters, the decisions they make, it's not a Christmas. It's not, movie. Yeah, I. 
I'm with you. So but, here's what I'm saying. But so, how deep can that go? And I'm going to get into this with Die Hard. Uh, so I'll, I'll use I'll use Christmas Vacation as an example. Okay. All the decisions he makes in that movie are because he's trying to have a good Christmas. A good Christmas. That's what drives his decisions and all the the hilarity that ensues. Yep. So I think that makes it. Even though you never make it to Christmas in that movie. That movie ends on Christmas Eve. You never actually see Christmas in that movie. It's a Christmas movie, though. Yep. So we talked about Die Hard, and for the longest time, I'm like, ah, it's funny because it happens on Christmas. And Craig, Craig, you were talking, it's just an action movie. It's an action movie Brad that had a Christmas good- tree in it, and it took place during a Christmas party. I, and you're, I agree. On the surface, it's an action movie. But Brad actually made some good points that it being on Christmas drives a lot of the plot points. Well, for starters, he wouldn't have been there if it wasn't Christmas. Now, all right. Now, okay. That by itself, I don't think qualifies. No. Because it could be a birthday party. It could be anything. Right? But coupled with the other points you have, I think Brad's got a really good argument. Well, I think it's all about timing and circumstance. No. Mm-hmm. All right. And don't tell okay. me no. All right. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. literally <laughs> telling my Go opinions no. Go. Yep. I don't know if you know this. You're really fucking ugly in this light. I don't, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> And by, I just it's mean I, I just here. mean light. <laughs> I think a Christmas movie to me is about life, understanding, love, office sex, and redemption. <laughs> and and Die Hard brings all of that. <laughs> uh, but okay. but uh, getting back to the idea of timing and circumstance. Okay, if he doesn't go to L.A. to see Holly. By the way, the name Holly, very central to Christmas. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then Gennaro, because Italians love Christmas. Um, then she likely dies or just becomes another fucking hostage. Mm-hmm. All right? They're back together because of the holiday. Also, what happens at holidays? People get sentimental. If it's the middle of July and they're having this office party, if John McClane rolls to that building and takes out all the terrorists, she probably hugs him, kisses I'm so glad you're okay. When are you going back to New York? Okay, but because it's Christmas, nobody wants to be alone on Christmas, especially after such a dramatic circumstance. Extreme circumstances bring people together. Yeah, something like that on the building, where the the whole building is being taken over. Okay, and she her knight in shining armor comes all the way from New York to save her life, just because of the fact that he was there for the holiday makes it so impactful to them getting back together. I don't think this happens in the summer. Finally, I think. Christmas parties, when you have them in office buildings, most of the other companies in that building are no longer there. They've gone home for the holiday. Yep. They've shut down. There's a sense of claustrophobia that comes to being in Nakatomi Plaza, knowing that these terrorists come in, they know exactly who's there, who isn't, know exactly what floor to go to, and they get the everybody else to fuck out by killing them or letting them leave or whatever it may be. But those people at that party are literally alone and nobody in the city of L.A. It takes a fat cop who's purposely not doing his job to come in. I just, it something just happened. This is the adult Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> They're left in there. They are, they are Kevin McAllister. Their All parents right. have left. The old man is the cop in the parking lot. <laughs> Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> no, you made a no. salient point. The, the, go, the, go, no, go. The the, uh, the wet bandits are Hans Gruber 
and the thing. And he's putting all these booby traps and setting up all these things to capture these guys or kill them off. It's fucking Home Alone. Christmas movie. Never mind. I I I erase all my fucking argument. Wow. I'm so excited to hashtag Joe Pesci is German when we post yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Irishman. Yep. It's fucking Home Alone. I can't wait for his new movie, The Kraut. <laughs> 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 but I, I, I think Brad makes a lot of good points. Yeah, no. It being on Christmas is central to the plot, and it also pulls in those sentiments. Like, you have this couple that's not together, right? They're, they're in a, is they're divor- are they divorced? They, or? Were they were separated. separated. But what I need to but, know, though, is why was he coming? That's the one thing that's they never, never been defined made clear. why he's going there. Yeah. Why is he flying across the country as a New York cop? What? No, wasn't he going to... Uh, oh no, they didn't have. Did they have a kid? Yeah, they yes. had that's, kids. That's what it was. He was going to to, to be there for his kids. But that's why was he going to the office party? Why not just go see the kids? Uh, I think it was one of those they didn't know they were divorced yet. Because she went by Gennaro, she didn't go by McLean. He McClane. didn't know yeah. she went by Gennaro until he showed up at the front yeah. desk. So maybe he had been there for years before or whatever. I don't know. To be honest with but you, honest I don't give a fuck now because I'm blown away by my fucking home alone theory. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I have to say, it's a Christmas And it's movie. the same thing. It is the claustrophobia thing. Like, you're alone on Christmas. That's, that's everybody's biggest like, fear. It's Christmas. No one's around. Like, every place is bare minimum staffed. Yeah. Including police departments the and whole, fire departments. The whole town went to France. Those people... <laughs> those, those people... Those people, that group of people, are Kevin McAllister sitting in their house, and they're being robbed by like the the wet bandits are coming in, and the old man is just sitting in the parking lot in his cop car. That's it. Genius. Oh my god! I think this is the first time in the show that we've ever all agreed on something, <laughs> and 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 came to an agreement. Yep. With that's like a, discussion and wow, if the world could follow suit. Wow. All right, let me throw a wrench in the machine. Because since no, we've got stop talking, don't ruin it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it, it ends right there. That's it. Because you're going to ruin this. Is right. Yeah, I know yeah. you. Um, lethal weapon. No. I'm I'm going to say yes. Fuck Mel Gibson. Because Murtaugh lives in the same house as Clark Griswold. <laughs> that is true. It's actually the yeah, same it's, set. It's the same exact. <laughs> Yes. How would you like to it be is. that one family in Chicago that just continued to give? It's supposed to be L.A. Yeah. Okay, but the, yeah. The, this one house is like, all right. Ironically, the shitter was full in both of it them. Was. <laughs> one was just full of TNT. <laughs> <laughs> was that one or two? Uh, oh, no, that's two. That's that was two. two. That's, two. Right. Yeah. that's a great scene, by the way. And it was a great movie, not a Christmas movie, too. No. First one is. First one is See, it? I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it is. It's in California. It it's can't set be. during Christmas, like you said, but it's that holiday is not central to the movie. No. Oh, I disagree wholeheartedly. I think this is more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard is. No, really? no. I don't think so because um, I'm letting you all go first to be wrong. <laughs> I look at it in the, in the sense that um, I to be honest with you, I've only seen it a couple of times. I haven't seen enough to have. To, to, yeah, to yeah, not yeah. and and I haven't rewatched it in fucking twenty years, right? Easily, because uh, 
It's just it was an action movie that I, there's only a few action movies that I really love that I watch and I'll go back to. It was a good movie when I seen it. You know, younger I was like, yeah, it was awesome. What about when you saw it? <laughs> Mel, Mel Gibson, <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> These guys are assholes. He's such a dick. <laughs> you said but, it like uh, nine times tonight. I, did. I, I I've avoided it for eight, but I but wasn't I gonna let it, it go. I was, yeah. <laughs> nah. So when you seen but, it? When I seen it, but never thought about it. <laughs> but never thought about it because I, like I said, I've only seen it a couple of times. I never thought. How often I did you go to the movie? I, I didn't even know. <laughs> You know what's amazing is he edits our show and this will still be in there. Oh, after of course it will. I I leave it in. I get it. I fuck shit up. Whatever. <laughs> um, I didn't even. He got it. He got it. Don't worry. I don't I even fuck shit up. It's an entire language. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I didn't even recall that it opens up with the Christmas song. It, it, I didn't realize begins that. and ends. Yeah, I did not realize that it did that. And then. It Just took- because it's framed in by Christmas music doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Oh, no, I still have answers for you. Well, let's let hear me them. know when you're ready. Let me know. Why when don't you? Hear. Why don't you start and uh, we'll yeah. fire off at you? All right. So, just keeping with the theme, the uh, Lethal Weapon is about life, greed, love, Australian <laughs> sex, and redemption. <laughs> the movie does open with Jingle Bell Rock. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, but if there that, isn't a more upbeat Christmas song than Jingle Bell Rock, that's one of my Rock, favorite songs. By the way, it's a great Christmas, fucking yep. song. And it works, and it sets the tone. And I'm sorry, but if you open a movie with Christmas music, you're kind of setting the palette. No, that's I get, it. See, you're I get, setting the scene. I never. No, no, no. Your you, your credits are your literal. This is what you're getting. This is it. I don't know. All right. So, but but this brings me to the point of the fact before I cut. I don't. Nah. Just say it. It opens up with that song. I didn't remember that it opened up with that song because the rest of the movie didn't fucking guide me towards Christmas at all. Okay. <laughs> because that was the th- that's the thing. It if it opened up with that song and I was like, "Oh shit." And then there was Christmas trees and they were fighting a guy on a mountain that was trying to fucking There re- was Christmas he was a, trees. He was a retail mogul that was trying to fucking take down What was the last time you saw the Ethel weapon? <laughs> He, it was he a goes, long time ago. Doesn't Riggs go shopping for trees? It's in a the lot? first scene of the movie. And that's no, what, I know. That's when he sees the drug dealer going down in the yes. alley behind him. Yeah. First twenty minutes yeah. of the movie right. is nothing but Christmas. But, but he could have been shopping for anything and seen that. Yeah, it's not just because they were trees. It's no, not relevant I get it. to the so story. So if any fucking movie that started off with the cop in the summer is it a Fourth of July movie? I mean, I get it. It was a Fourth of I, July movie. To be honest with you, I'm not. Disagreeing with you because, like I said, I it wasn't seen a Fourth it. of July movie because it didn't fucking suck. Because I didn't, I didn't see, like I haven't seen it in so long that, like I said, I didn't even recall that it opened up with Jingle Bell Rock. I did, didn't even. Until, fucking, until, do you know what I'd love to hear? Your opinions on movies you haven't seen ever. Oh, I could, I got plenty of. Those. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, as somebody who's seen this movie in the last, I don't know, since we turned forty. <laughs> All right. Movie opens with Jingle Bell Rock. Yep. Riggs, 
Mel Gibson's character, before yep. he went all Catholic batshit crazy. Riggs spent the first 20 minutes of the movie in a Christmas tree lot and then watching holiday movies lamenting the death of his wife while drunk. So now we've already established that it is Christmas and that Christmas is making him reflect on something. On sadness. Okay, so clearly this holiday is driving an emotion. This is not just a time of year. This isn't just November. This isn't just, you know, like June. This is a time of year where he's being particularly reflective. Then the entire movie happens before Christmas again, just like Die Hard, just like yeah, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, because fucking, what do you call it's daughter before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what is Riggs? Riggs is somebody who doesn't believe in anything. Riggs is somebody who's given up on the system. Riggs okay. is somebody who's alone in the universe. Just trying to fucking... Riggs is fucking Scrooge. Okay. All right. He's bitter, alone, and who opens his home to him and who opens him to the idea of family? Murtaugh. Murtaugh is basically uh, Scrooge's nephew. Murtaugh is also grumpy, but Murtaugh is also a little more... He finds solace in his family. Yeah. He finds hope in his family. So there are more parallels than you realize. Riggs feels alone in the universe because his wife died or his girlfriend, I forget what she was, but it, it, he was literally left alone. And it took a partner at work to kind of remind him of that, kind of like Scrooge and Cratchit. There are parallels yep. there. I'm not saying they're direct. No, and I, I'm not even sure this is what the director not wanted. Cratchit. No. The other one. Bob Cratchit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bob. Yeah. 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 Okay, I just and it also parallels It's a Wonderful Life, which we're going to get into in a minute. Yeah, but It's a Wonderful. Uh, how many times did Riggs in that movie threaten to off himself? That's all he does. Okay, he's nuts. He does. It's he a class. It's a Dickens. It's it, it's it's a classic. Charles which was Dickens. yeah, Charles Dickens made what? Screw. That's what I'm saying. Christmas it's, movie. It's it's it is now uh, the parallels are unbelievable through all of those if you think about it it's a wonderful life was about a guy was wondering about... what his value was to the universe and it took Murtaugh to show Riggs that he does have value he's a good cop cares about people and there's a lot more to and his life yeah. than just what he's lost yep and so I really feel like even though yeah it's an action movie also Gary Busey's teeth reindeer yeah so, <laughs> But that's just an aside. I would have said snowmen, but okay. <laughs> and that fight was a kick-ass fight. Yeah. You know, and uh, yep. having it in L.A. takes away from that. I feel like if they had that in yeah, Chicago. Well, that's, what I was, that's what I was saying earlier, is it, he's on the beach. <laughs> but they have Christmas in L.A. Yeah, they do it in Florida. Do they? They, put, they do. They have palm trees and gifts, and, and a lot of them are weapons. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. But it is what... You know, the, the, we have this New England aesthetic. If it's not cold, it's not Christmas. I agree with just, you. Just because it's it's a self redemption movie doesn't make it about Christmas. But if you take a self redemption movie, the Christmas, Christmas holiday had nothing to do with his arc. Nothing. No. I think he hit rock bottom as a result of the holiday, and then his savior Murtaugh came at just the right time. Uh, li listen, I think you could take any. Any holiday or special occasion. If you've lost someone, it becomes a little more poignant and focused. Doesn't matter what the but holiday is. That's exactly is. what the director, I believe it was Richard Donner that did this. One. Uh, it probably was. But I, I feel right. like if there were the four direct directors in the 80s. <laughs> 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 but they if, made the seven, same seven movies. But oh. if, if the director chose Christmas 
to be the backdrop. There had to be a reason well, for it. Christmas is the most emotional holiday. I will argue, I'll argue that. Like if you pick another holiday, I think the next closest one would be Thanksgiving. Holidays where you're usually around family. Like that's that's the whole point. But I could shit. Like I mean, it's it's his wife. If he was mourning his mother or father or something, Mother's Day would be just as impactful to him. If this movie took place over the course of 365 days and they went year to year, I'd agree with you. Not a Christmas movie. But the fact that they said it then and it was the whole idea of redemption and him coming to grips, It's a Wonderful Life goes over the course of a year. And I'm going to make that argument in a few minutes. Um, but i got to tell you, Lethal Weapon was not something I thought about as a Christmas movie until I realized it modeled every Christmas movie. Including the ones that show up on Hallmark every goddamn night. First of all, fuck Hallmark. I enjoy some of them. You would. Holiday in handcuffs, bitch. There are, there are some. There are some that I'll watch. I actually watched Holiday in handcuffs. Because he, he mentioned it? Oh, my God. And when it was... Oh, I was making fun of it when it started. Is that... Like, this is a, it's is that, the one, is that the one with A.C. Slater? It yeah. is. When oh. it was over, I was and like... And Sabrina the Sabrina Teenage Witch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And when it was over, I was worst. like, it wasn't that bad. I enjoyed it. Because there's a, like, everybody in her house is crazy, and Mario Lopez is the only sane one, and he's literally walking around this environment going, why am I here? And it's almost like he's one with the viewer. But I was going to say, that, <laughs> that movie gets that it's campy. Yeah. And that, like, that holiday campy, they get it. Like, I, that makes sense. I just, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this lethal weapon thing. I, it, it is it was fo- It was more so, I think... Designed to be an action movie, I, th- I, I'm guessing they wanted to cr- to to create this partnership between two characters who had very different outlooks on life and did the same thing as their day to day. Do you know planes, what I mean? trains, and automobiles? I'm going to throw an audible on the sure. play. Okay, planes, trains, and automobiles is a Thanksgiving movie Thanksgiving based on movie. their environment. It's also an amazing Christmas movie for the same reasons you just told me. Lethal Weapon wasn't a fucking Christmas movie. No. No. The whole focal point of that movie is to get home for that holiday yeah, to see their family. In particular. And one of and them had no one to go home to. No, but he was trying to latch on to someone who did because he wanted to have Riggs that in his life. to Myrtle. No, listen. He wanted that for those holidays. Being with someone on that holiday drove his decisions. Christmas does not drive the decisions that Riggs makes, nor Murtaugh. I think Christmas... Showed him at his lowest, and you can't really heal yourself until you hit rock bottom. Agreed. And I think that's where he had a gun in his mouth. How many times in the movie? A few times. Yeah, I think that he's, he stopped himself. He stopped himself because he had this new gig and he had to do this, and he had, he constantly had to be reminded of his purpose in the universe. Eventually, if that movie continued, say again, it was late August, and he just did this and he kept popping, he would have offed himself. Okay, but I feel like the fact that the Christmas brought him in front of his partner and in front of his partner's family, he had a turnaround that ultimately gave him a purpose. And yeah, there was a big crime and a big thing they had to solve and all that. There was an action movie, but the director didn't choose that time of year, that time frame, by accident. There's no way. I'll agree with you there. I, as I'm thinking about it, I don't, I don't think the movie is a whole Christmas movie. I think it has that element to make a point about the character. I think I don't think that's the I driving think, force I think, in the movie. No, yeah, I think they used it. I to, think what, go ahead. I think they used it to 
You miss people more when the holidays come around. That, that was kind of my point. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, no. I was saying I, was, I agree with you. You miss people more when the holidays come around. His wife's coming. It's Christmas is coming. It's his first Christmas without his wife. It's devastating. Yeah. So let me go whoop, 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 like fucking curly and then dislocate my shoulder and break out of a straight jacket and fucking shoot nail guns at people. Just jump yeah. off a building with a guy. Yeah. Yeah. For, for those at home, Craig just watched the movie about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't remember no, what it, month it was. I mean, as we've been talking about it, it's all been coming back to me. The whole movie's been coming back. Like, it, I mean, you make a lot of good points. I don't. I, I just don't think the Christmas part of this story is the central element that that ties it all together. No, I don't. All right, so then let's transition. Let's let's do the Caitlyn Jenner. Let's think <laughs> about the one movie that everybody identifies with Christmas and never should be. All right, the movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Ah, uh, okay. All right, that is the movie. Far. Uh, by the way, I've never seen it. Really? really? Never seen it because it's never interested in me. And for years, the joke was, like a Christmas story is now, the joke was, It's a Wonderful Life appeared everywhere. Now that there's, I believe TNT owns it. Yep. Yeah, and probably. They, I think, they only yeah, show likely. it once a year now. So now it's a special occasion. I've still never seen it. But from what I gather and from what I've read about the plot and everything else, it's actually only the beginning and the end take place during the holidays. Yes. The rest well, of Well, because it's... Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut cut you off. No, you, you're right. Yeah, you did. No, I did. No, the beginning <laughs> and the end take, take place because it's the same time period. It's basically... Most of the movies is kind of like a flashback. No, but what I'm saying, the beginning of the movie takes place, he's standing on the bridge. The end of the movie takes place, he's stepping off the bridge. Right. Everything happens in between. But it doesn't it take place, it, like, if you go through all the different time periods, it takes place yes. over decades, yes. right? Yes, yeah. And from what I gather, the whole idea is he's wondering, he, he's depressed about, he's a banker or something, right? Yep. Yeah. And he's depressed about his career, and he might kill himself, which is a depressing fucking premise for yep. when this movie was made. Yeah. You know, these yeah, are, this yeah. is back when they were doing musicals about yeah. St. Louis. Yep. You know, this is just... <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, credit to them. Yeah. I think that's cool, but... Just the fact that there was they were playing Old Lang Syne in the defining scene. There's a little girl. There's a Christmas tree, and an angel got its wings. Yep. Every time a bell rings. But what happened but to the rest th of this fucking so, movie? So Explain it to me. Fifteen minutes. The movie is about Christmas. The rest of it is about this guy reflecting on his life, his whole life, and what his life was and wasn't with him around. Yeah. So he he has this crisis of himself starting on Christmas. This this is on the heels of like the uh, the depression. There's a run at the bank. Everyone tries to withdraw their yep. money. He runs. It's a family owned bank, and there's a big, like Greg said, this there's a big corporate bank now that's taking over everything, buying people out. So he's worried they're gonna close down. He's gonna lose everything. So he's having this crisis of, what if if I just wasn't around. These people wouldn't lose their money. Wouldn't lose their money. Yeah, they would be better off so, if I wasn't here. So he finds himself basically drunk, standing on a bridge, contemplating jumping in it to kill himself. And that's when this angel shows up and takes him through his life and shows him this is what everything else would look like if you were not born. So ninety percent of the movie is him viewing his town, family, everybody else what would have been if he was not alive. Wasn't alive. Yeah. So the last 10 minutes is him back on the bridge, on, like, yeah. holy shit, 
my life was worth something. Let me go home to my family on Christmas Eve and everything's great. Okay. And that's pretty much it. Now, if you take Danny Glover. It's, <laughs> it's, there it's, were no black people in this movie. Oh, wait, no. There was one black a, guy. It's a Christmas Carol. He was he w- rewritten. It, it is. It's a it's, Christmas Carol. It's in reverse. It's, it's, now, this yeah. movie doesn't have to be about Christmas at all. No, it doesn't. It's not... If we, if we take with the definition we laid out, this is not a Christmas. No, movie. but neither. But at the same time, it wasn't. Um, like like I said, uh, this could have happened on a Tuesday. Yeah, a, a, <laughs> yeah. A Christmas Carol was the same thing. It, it could have. A Christmas Carol was the Christmas same thing. Christmas Carol could have. He just started. He just went to bed on Christmas Eve. The ghosts took him through his life. It wasn't always Christmas Eve. But there um, were ghosts that showed. I mean, it was because it was like present. The present. The, but it's, he said um, Christmas was a humbug. See, that, that's why Christmas he, he was, Carol was was about the emotions the, attached to Christmas and about being better people, and that's the idea of Christmas. This movie, looking at your life, looking at your life, you were horrible. You've done this. If you weren't here, you could. You know what I mean? This would have happened. This is the future without you. That's has nothing to do with Christmas. Actually, all those movies that we've talked about. This is ninety percent of Hallmark Channel. Charles but Dickens yeah. Christmas plays just no dominates part in the, the fucking world no, of what Christmas I'm, what movies. What I'm saying is, A Wonderful Life. The 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 holiday and sentiment of Christmas drives no plot points in this movie. It could be a random day. And you know, yeah. I haven't seen it, no, but I yeah. have to agree. Yeah. If if all this is true, and from what I gather, the internet agrees with you. Like this is actually not a Christmas. No, movie. He's, actually, I got to throw a shout out to my buddy Ryan Buddy Procopio. A uh, friend of mine, a guy, a former co-worker, for years he argued with me. And I would argue for It's a Wonderful Life as a Christmas movie just because everybody told me it because was. Because, yeah, you, it's been ingrained in your head that it's a Christmas but movie it's because not. that's when you, you saw it. You know what? Part of you... because it's when you've seen it. It was, <laughs> it, was shown, it was shown on TV so frequently because there was nothing else to show on TV. It was a lower-budget movie at the time. Well, let me ask you this. I got an even better one, and uh, this is jumping holidays now, but why do they show the Ten Commandments at Easter? <laughs> That's Old Testament shit. Yeah, That's got right? nothing to do with Jesus. <laughs> Shows up every year. We got to watch that fucking jello water <laughs> separating. Everyone's still afraid to show dogma? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I, 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 Charlton Heston splitting that pa- fucking... It's Passover. They're, they're cu- it's a... It's, it's the Jewish holiday movie. It's Passover. I guess. But it's I'm, guess, seen, I'm just, like, I'm thinking, like I say. I mean, it's like on every, like, the night before Easter. Yeah. Every year. Every, I watch it all the time. Love it. Great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Nothing to do with Easter. Nothing to do with Easter. <laughs> hey, Remember no, that time no. Jesus died? Check out Charlton Heston holding stones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or Peter Rabbit. Peter it was, it was all in the mind. desert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fuck. First of all, fuck Easter. That's the dumbest holiday I've ever seen. Well, I agree. <laughs> he is risen. Here is Ishtar. Oh. <laughs> Ishtar. <laughs> <laughs> and are you supposed to hide eggs outside or just inside? Or both? You gotta bury them in the sand. the body? What? No. <laughs> No, you, put a, you need a cave for that. Yeah. Bury him in the sand like the fucking ostriches. Like everybody else did. Yeah. And then while you're at it, when you see a newborn baby, find a really nice wicker basket and throw him in the fucking Just river. toss it right in the river. Fuck it. 
Fuck that baby. Because the guy who's going to save you said so. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. But uh, I actually made a Facebook status years ago. I said, for a guy who was just born a few months ago, Jesus did a lot before he died. (laughs) 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 He did all right. (laughs) Now, would he die at 34? I would love it if Jesus was born today. (laughs) Like, you are my son. Okay, boomer. Yeah. I'm catching that shit at work now. Right? From the Are you getting come boomer? on? You I'm getting, getting boomer. boomer. Yeah, I'm getting nice. boomer. Nice. Well, boomer. they do it to me because they know I'm sensitive what? about yeah. it. But yeah, it's it it it, it hits. Yeah, it's, it yeah. hits because I'm actually being crotchety. I'm like, you know, back in my day. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> I do a lot of that. Let's yeah. move on to the next movie, Boomer. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> Let's wait, do this. Wait, you're the relic at this table. I you am know that. older than everybody at yeah, this table. Yeah, you are. I watched, yeah. the t- I watched the Ten Commandments and beat off to Cleopatra. <laughs> she was up. <laughs> she was actually in that, wasn't she? I've yeah. never watched that movie all the way through. But anyway, Which all right. made no sense, but. Of course yeah. not. Yeah. Gremlins. 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 Christmas movie. 100%. Yeah. Fuck, Gizmo was a present. It's, I agree. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking like it's about fucking parents trying to figure out how to kill their kids on Christmas. Uh, no, Shut the fuck up! I don't want to hear it anymore. He was a Chris. He was a Christmas present, and at one point, one of the gremlins is wearing a fucking Santa hat. <laughs> so okay, but again, based on your logic about the other yeah. two movies, that does not it doesn't fall drive out, the plot. But it's he snowing a, out, and they're in a small town. He could have been they're a, in a present small for town anything. in a mall that's set up with Christmas stuff. They're trying to survive till the morning. It was, but it was a Christmas present. It was Christmas Eve. He was trying to get home. It you're, could, you're missing the bigger thing. It could have been an anything present. We're all agreeing. And that, you know, let's put that out there, by the way. I, th- I can't remember the last time all three of us yeah. agreed on anything, including where to go to and eat. We've, we've actually hit on every <laughs> single one of them. I gave up my strongest argument about Die Hard. Well, you had an epiphany. Yeah. And we'll see you next year. And you year. know what? I, can I raise one? Thank you. Yes. For, for for being so open minded. Oh, I'm sorry, Craig. Epiphany means idea. I <laughs> I, I think <laughs> we have to consider gremlins. It's about life, greed, love, moist reproduction, <laughs> gremlin flashers and redemption. Um, yep. Yes, the Mogwai was a Christmas gift, but why was the Mogwai the gift? If he was a good father, he would have gotten him a fucking football or he would have gotten him whatever he needed for his art because he was a cartoonist yeah okay he he wanted to get something extra special and why because he was always on the road being a shitty inventor traveling convention to convention he was an absentee father yep and the the kid basically had to be there for his mother because there was no man in the house yep. right so, so this could have been a gift after any business trip this guy had exactly yeah so but i feel like christmas he had to get something extra special because he was more or less missing christmas yeah you know, he only came home, I think, at the very end of the movie. Yeah. And then he was chased right up the road by the Chinese guy with the weird hair. You know, <laughs> Billy in the movie needed companionship, which is why he latched on to the one teenager that worked at a bar, apparently. He's <laughs> 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 a high school yeah. kid, but his girlfriend yeah. was a fucking bartender bar working till yeah. two in the morning. But he needed companionship at the holidays because he was a weird kid and his had no friends other than the bartending yeah. girlfriend 
and a deadbeat dad. This has all the painting of a fucking Christmas movie. Like this is literally setting up the loss this, and the need loss and yeah and overcompensating. The whole movie is about overcompensation. Literally, like don't indulge this creature and you'll be fine. And you'll be fine. But you yeah. don't indulge yourself. What happens if I drop water on it? Corey Feldman shows up in this movie and fucks everything up, just like he did his he own did. life. He Let me drink an eyedropper. He went for it. <laughs> he went Wait, for hold it. Wow. Five, five, four, three, two, one. God, that's a good song. Yeah. A happy hol- a happy Hanukkah, Corey just, Feldman. Yeah. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> you literally are like the oil in the lamp of Hanukkah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But let's think about what it happens when- If you were a lamp that was going to bore me for eight days. <laughs> <laughs> and then give me socks. <laughs> Is that but, lamp ever gonna light? Yeah, <laughs> but well, Corey Hames didn't. <laughs> I think that term is flamed out. Yeah, yeah. I think what they were going for, and this is 1983-84, mind you. Okay, yeah. when they're making this movie, so the idea of the dad-centric household was still in place. Yeah, the idea of the single-income household was still very much in place, and I think. What the subtext here was, at least with Spielberg, was if the dad was actually home to enforce rules and structure, this wouldn't have none happened. of this shit would have happened. Yes. Okay. The dad had a set of rules. He understood the rules, and he made them clear to Billy once by saying them either right over his shoulder or over the phone. I forget because it's been a minute since I've seen it. But the whole idea was I'm giving you rules, and I'm letting you go with them. I'm not monitoring you. I'm not teaching you. I'm not. So there's a metaphor in here somewhere. But I think the whole idea here is that something that that extreme where the whole town of was Kingston Falls. Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Kingston Falls. I'm going to go to bed with that one. I think it's Kingston Falls. Uh, I don't. Yeah. But I think it's about the family unit and extreme circumstances bringing families back together because he had to come home to handle this. And then the old man takes the mogwai away and we're good. I was thinking it was about Steven Spielberg thinking if I slap a bunch of fucking different color hair on that Yoda doll, (laughs) I'm going to make a million (laughs) dollars. Worst movie I've ever seen in the theater was Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2 was awful. Not only was it awful, but it it literally made fun of itself. Yeah. Yeah. And you know Spielberg had nothing to do with it. No, no, exactly. There was a message at the beginning. Gremlins is a great movie. I love that movie. Gremlins Christmas is a set. It's not a character. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that movie works without yeah. Christmas? No, it. I. I think it works. It's not as effective. Yeah, yeah. I disagree. I, I for all the reasons I just highlighted, I think there was really a story of where it took a holiday to make all this happen. Maybe I think it was more the season than anything, though. Yeah. I well, guarantee no, you, there's a director. If it wasn't Christmas, if his father wasn't scrambling to get him a Christmas gift. Could have been his birthday. It wouldn't have happened. I think th- he was pushing extra hard because it was Christmas. Yeah. And I think. And he was you, trying to make a point. Like, I know I haven't been around. Let me get you something spectacular. I guarantee you there's and B-roll he, So he ran into a fucking. He ran into a fucking trashy fucking flea market store. Yeah. He, no, he ran into the Chinese restaurant yeah. and bought the retarded cat yeah. in the back that they weren't cooking yet. Yes. 
Billy. I'll take. He's like, I'll <laughs> take that. It's weird looking. I yeah. just, I Give think me that fucking midget ET that you haven't put in the movie. I'm telling yet. you, I think there are scenes in this movie that show him and the wife reuniting, and they decided to cut it for time or because it didn't fit the mood. Or just, Probably, yeah. Maybe. I get the feeling that there was a marriage story on top of what we had with Billy. I, You know, if I know anything about Spielberg, he shoots seven hours of film oh, yeah. for every two-hour movie. I, you got to believe that there was another story to be told there. But the fact that they every time we saw the dad, he was in a different convention. Or yeah. he was a different payphone. You know, they were making it very clear he was never Guys, never home. never home. Yeah, he was never home. He was always, always on the road. They didn't make him a scumbag, though. No, he tried. He, he tried. This he is trying. all he knew how That's to do. That's all he knew how to do. And was a gorgeous work. home was, for a guy who he, wasn't successful. Yeah, yeah. And he wasn't trying to. Uh, he wasn't like out on the town. He was working and trying to. And he, he cared about his family, but he couldn't be there because this is all he knew how to do. But it has nothing to do with Christmas. I disagree. When he came home, he brought home the best, re- most ridiculous gift he could find, and that was it. Yeah. But I don't think that was the inventor in him. I think that was the deadbeat dad in him. If he shoved the candy cane right up Gizmo's ass and handed it to him <laughs> like a like a fucking umbrella, <laughs> that would have made it a Christmas movie. <laughs> Spit on it before you close yeah, it. That's it. You bring him to a snuff porn set. Bright light. You, what do you turn into? What do you turn into if I jam this up your fucking poop hole, Gizmo? <laughs> As long as you don't fuck it after midnight. Yeah. <laughs> we just have to call the spiked after Just that. don't cream pie in it. Yeah. <laughs> multiply. <laughs> All right. Let's move along. Uh, did we have any other movies we wanted to talk about? Nah, I don't think so. Nah. All right. <laughs> we've covered the important we, Yeah. And we've also gotten through the parts of the holiday we like. Yeah, you know we've what? Done all that. This might not be the Christmas spectacular we promised. But no, <laughs> we'll give it the name. But I do want to do a roundup bright side tonight. Uh, I think be- so because something big happened this week. Uh, somebody the mashups are all over YouTube. Mashups yes. are huge, and a lot of like we've seen Slayer and like funk bands. Well, everything's accessible now. Well, yeah, and, and what's beautiful about it is we learn that no matter what kind of music you like, there's really only a handful of types of ways to set up a song. So when you have Slayer matching up against like Sly Stone, you know, and I think <laughs> yeah. the video was called Slay Stone. Yeah, you know, and, and and somehow it works. Some of them are more of a reach than others, but this week we had the Mariah Carey Marilyn Manson mashup. All I want for Christmas is the beautiful people, <laughs> and it's it's flawless. It's yeah. it's seamless. Yeah, there are. It looks like somebody released it. Now, if this got released on MTV, you'd be like, MTV is a channel yeah. that used to exist. Yeah, but <laughs> if this got released as a video, people would be like, wow, that's a really weird but kind of cryptically cool song. Yeah, and. This week, it's just a mashup that all old people like us are like, what the fuck just happened here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it won the internet I could I couldn't handle it. Mine are, you know, mine are a little different. I did, couldn't mash them up. I could just think, I was just thinking of duets and songs you know, that I want funny, them to hear. That's how I started, too. I started off thinking, like, all right, what are some strange people I could put together like for Christmas songs? two duets to hear a, quiz, a Christmas song. All right, song. but you realize, that while you guys jumped in on that, we haven't posed the question yet. No, we haven't. <laughs> we, we 
have it. So based on this whole premise that I said a minute and a half ago, what other rock slash holiday mashups would we like to see? And now, Craig, go. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a, I'd like to see Kelly Clarkson and Vince Neil. Baby, there's donuts outside. <laughs> Based on the looks of Kelly Clarkson, there's donuts inside. (laughs) One of my mashups I would love to hear is Madonna and ACDC sing, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, big balls. (laughs) I I agree with that as a sentence and a song, as as a proposition even. Which reminds me, uh, Rayanne, get the stereo ready. (laughs) Wow. I liked uh, Eminem and Bing Crosby's idea of white America Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> Craig's already got it I wanted to hear uh, Chris Cornell or and Chester Bennington underneath the tree <laughs> <laughs> or if that doesn't work out blue Christmas <laughs> blue lips sung in the key of gasp yeah <laughs> Strange Give subtlety me a in news. his voice. Oh my Give me god. A news. Uh, uh, what if the carpenters in DMX got together to sing <laughs> Slay Ride or Die? Nice. <laughs> nice. I wanted uh, Pantera and Lou Monty to get together for Dominate the Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking uh, Michael Jackson and Peter Townsend for Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> <laughs> What are you not getting about this? You nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. I, I, I can't remember you the last guys time. Mash, doing mashups. I was just straight up Christmas songs. <laughs> uh, how about Springsteen and the Prodigy? Santa Claus is coming to down to smack my bitch up. Nice. Nice. Yep. yep. And if you go to a mall in a bad neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> how about uh, Megadeth and the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, Oh Holy Wars? Nice. <laughs> That's a mashup. Nice. And uh, Melissa Etheridge and Olivia Newton-John Christmas shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I just saw your next one. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Uh, How about Metallica and Glenn Miller for whom the jingle bells toll? Nice. Nice. Yeah. I I was going to do something similar, but you beat me to it. Sorry. But I did Iron Maiden and various artists for Run to the Hills and Over the River and Through the Woods. (laughs) (laughs) And this is my last one, but I was thinking this was for that variety show when all the celebrities show up. Yeah. And nobody knows, you know, oh, wow, he was a singer? You yeah. Know? <laughs> At Lou Ferrigno and Marley Matlin, uh, do you hear what I hear? <laughs> <laughs> and that would be sung in the key of... Uh, <laughs> a child, a child. <laughs> See now, when we first st- when we first put this out, I wasn't thinking mashup. I started thinking, who would be two artists to put together that would be funny? Yeah. And what song could they make together that wasn't quite mad? It was almost like a new song. So I want to throw a few of the f- ones out there that I thought of. Yeah. It's not th- so. One of the first ones I thought of was um, LL Cool J, Nine Inch Nails, Baby Please Come. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, actually, I can't take credit. That was all Ray in. 
And, and, uh, uh, and, and by the way, that's a sentiment that she was clearly she, trying she, to get across that, that, that was a message. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I also thought one of my favorites was R. Kelly and Steel Panther singing It's Beginning Took a Lot Like Pismas. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's where my brain first went. Like, who would be funny to put together what kind of ridiculous Christmas song would yeah, they sing? Bullshit. You sat around in your chair alone in your office and said, what rhymes with Chris? No. Piss! <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you. I told. I've said this before. Most of these ridiculous thoughts I think of in the shower. I ran back and forth from the shower, from the bathroom to my bedroom three times the other night to write these write down. Shit down. And Rand was like, "Will you please stay in the bathroom and shower and go to bed and stop bothering me with this stupid shit?" She's getting all mad at me. I was like, "Ooh, how about this one?" She's like, "Stop it." Stop. That's the way it goes. I just love how we're asking our audience to suspend their disbelief and imagine Dave running. <laughs> I've got a few more. Uh, I was going to say uh, Bloodhound Gang and Gene Autry up on the rooftop, let the motherfucker burn. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, we got to give it up for our favorite band of all time, Kiss, for Dreidel Rock City. <laughs> <laughs> got to let it spin in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any more? Yep. <laughs> Just we me can't end on Dreidel Rock City, can we? I just kept going, but they're not all that good. Well, no, we're used to that, but I, <laughs> I'm just curious. Actually, no, I'm going to ask you to do one more yeah. for Christy. Okay. Okay, right. and Christy's having a tough week, so we're giving a shout-out. Actually, you know what? We didn't do a toast tonight. I'd like to give a toast to Christy, and I'm only going to throw it out there for this reason. She knows why. Yeah. So the, the one collaboration I thought would be great would be if Kenny G got together with Tool. And they did the entire Nutcracker Suite as one ridiculously long song. So essentially, re- record Fear Inoculum with a saxophone. <laughs> and we'll end on that. <laughs> Just when she thought we were being nice, <laughs> we shoved that one in her face. All right, let's do a little housekeeping. Yes. Um, folks, Merry fucking Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I want to... Uh, Say thank you to you guys. Uh, tonight was sloppy. It was weird. It was out off the cuff, but that's kind of why I love doing this. That's kind of why we did this. it, yeah. what Christmas feels like. Yep. Well, Lord knows this week. My wife literally came home from a Vegas trip in the middle of the episode. Yeah, and threw two jars of CBD gummy worms at you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Said, I'm home. Take these. Leave me alone. Do you know what the irony of that is? CBD regulates your blood sugar, <laughs> but they load them <laughs> up in gummy worms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it oh, hurts. Shit. It hurts. <laughs> um, listen, it's late in the game, but if there's that weird family member that you're not going to see until beginning of January and you want to buy them a gift, go to represent.com slash store slash NTS podcast and buy some of our swag. If you're waiting that long to give them a gift, they'll understand why the shirt doesn't make any sense to <laughs> <laughs> Also, if you're a fan of our show, buy that shit anyway. Come on now. We need a little love here. Um, in the meantime, check us out on social media. You go on Twitter, you catch us at NTS underscore podcast, on Facebook at NTS no underscore podcast, and on Instagram at needless to say podcast, all lowercase letters. And then Craig? 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 All right, fine. Fuck Craig. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, Dave, now that he's gone, we got to say this. Thank God. You know, I thank God is right. You know, he, he fucking just disagrees with us for the fucking sake of it anyway. 
getting a little tired of it. I mean, oh, the whole high and mighty, oh, yeah, this is the fucking show. <laughs> I'm the only guy who can operate the Zoom H6. They named the thing Zoom. I think there was a child show back in the 80s named the same fucking thing. I know. I have a phone with a string on it that I put, that my daughter pulls around that's more complicated than the Zoom. And, you know, and that's the same fucking phone with the string on it that distracted Craig for 40 minutes. <laughs> yes. yet, so the guy that is holding our balls in his hand <laughs> actually doesn't really have any. So That's you know right. what, Dave? I'd like to throw it to you tonight. Can you give it up for Endeavor Podcast Solutions? Yeah. So if you're looking to start a podcast, if you have one, you need some help, you want some voiceover work, you need some help with editing, anything related to podcasting, if you need help, you have questions, support, whatever it is, Go over to EndeavorPodcastSolutions.com. Check them out. They're professionals. They will do what they can to help you out. They will make you have a better show. They're going to work to improve your setup. So, again, Endeavor Podcast Solutions, everything you need related to podcasts, they have for you. Check them out. Craig, you've never seemed more useless. (laughs) (laughs) And because of that, needless to say, we said it.